This episode is brought to you by Ride Clean. Ride Clean is truly a uh, ultra premium polish wash and sealer. It's simple to use. Just simply shake, spray, and wipe, and you're done. You can use it anywhere on your motorcycle, including your leather or vinyl, your windshield, your helmet. Uh, I mean, it's very simple, very mirror-like finish, UV protection, water sealant, water repellent, made in the USA. Check them out at rideclean.co. Use promo code RBPODCAST for 25% off, plus free shipping. Plus, they're adding a 2-ounce bottle to um, assist your 16-ounce or 32-ounce bottle. Welcome back to the Ride Boundless Podcast. On this episode, we have the founder of Los Angeles Moto, content creator, motorcycle influencer, and my good friend, Mark Gamo. Mark is a Ride Boundless OG. He was on the podcast before. If you haven't heard that episode, make sure to check it out. It's episode seven. Without further ado, here we go. First of all, cheers. cheers. Are we recording? Yeah. This Happy New Year's, brother. Happy yeah. New Year's. Yeah, it's been, uh, we were just talking about it, uh, April, last year, last time you were here. I know. Well, yeah, March, right before COVID. Yeah. Right? I think we were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't just, think we had the, the closures yet. We didn't. You were traveling. You just came back from Africa. Mm-hmm. I was in... I was in Qatar. I came back from Qatar uh, March. March is when the, they started talking about March like, 15. oh, they're going to start closing stuff down. Yeah. And we got in the beginning of March, came in here right before the closure. Right. And we're talking about something happening. And, and we, we had no idea. Down. Yeah, we had no idea. No idea. The end, of the end of the world was happening. Because we were talking about, you know, like the hand-built show coming up and all these, you know, motorcycle stuff happening this they stopped all 2020 of them. and then they stopped nothing. all of them nothing yeah. nothing happened from there so hopefully this year is going to be different i doubt it i doubt that anything's going to happen i feel like it just takes one person to just like fuck it i'm going to do it and hopefully everyone follows or they get ridiculed for it yeah what's interesting is a lot of people had a uh, had a very good year they, they actually they were very Busy, productive, started a business, you know, for, yep. for the podcasting was awesome. Um, I mean, over overall, I mean, most people that I know were doing, you, you can ash in there if you want. Most of the people, That's like, wrong. started a business, t-shirt company, online content went up fucking crazy. Yeah. What's this site that everybody's using? Um, OnlyFans. OnlyFans has been blowing up. It's, it's fucking hilarious. I'm ready to do an OnlyFans page. I was just joking about that. I'm like, I got videos and all this bullshit that I... I've collected and I'm like, why don't I just put it up there and see what happens? But, yeah. You know, as a guy's only fans and who knows who's going to who pick up on it. Who knows? I mean, the, the whole purpose of this podcast is, uh, you know, if I can grow and scale it to, you know, whatever, huge amount of numbers, awesome. But it's not about that. It's, it's if I can affect one person or, you know, the right person listens, you know, things change. If exactly. I can convince, you know, I've had people come up to me and saying, hey, thank you for talking about the insurance because now I up my insurance because people are paying the bare minimum and now they have better coverage. Um, you know, writing, taking classes. You know, if you could just influence one person, you, d- you don't know. You don't know who's out there and who's going to see it. But if you don't put yourself out there, then you'll never know. Well, I wonder what's our takeaway from this episode. 
Well, this episode, I want to focus on on the what you've created on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to go over. You know, um, I had Nathan on. Um, this episode's yeah. probably going to be two, three down because it's just been busy. I have I have a lot of that I have to publish, but I want to talk about you know your travels, uh, tips on well, first of all, your travels, where you've been writing, um, how you've been liking writing in other countries. Um, and then how do you do it? You know, what's some tips and tricks uh, so people can live this lifestyle or, or you know, kind of uh, get there? It's funny because uh, I was just with my buddy, Bob, Bob Hicks, uh, tremendous, amazing guy. He's, he's probably like, he's just my brother, right? And uh, yeah, he, he mentioned, he's like, hey, a few people have been asking me, he's like, they've been watching your videos. Like, what does he do for a living? Like, how does he, how does he get away with doing all this shit and like, Seems like he doesn't work at all, but on back on the back end, if I'm not posting anything, if I'm not anywhere, I'm on the computer hustling. You know, it's all it's all basically online now. Um, I had a company, leather company that's that was good. I had a I had a business partner before. And no, no question, that leather company is it is it something you were uh, was it dropship? Was it you know you started the cuts and your own brand? It was wholesale, so we 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 did wholesale, so it was a it was a branded leather company, and then also we did private private label, right for other companies like you know RSD, Iron Resin, um, you know other companies like that, and then as well as fashion. So uh, it was good, and I learned a lot from it. And I'm like, hell, I'm gonna do my own. I'm just gonna do it myself. And now it's all drop ship. So I have my Everything. suppliers everywhere from. Pakistan, India, Mexico, Portugal. So everything I do is basically dropping them the designs, getting the samples done, approving them, making, getting them made, and then selling it to whoever's going to purchase online. So we're just talking about Amazon and, and, Walmart, and Walmart and big box, you know, e-commerce stuff. And to be honest, that's the way to go right now. It's how, how, how does the Walmart work the same way as Amazon? Because I, I know how Amazon works, you know, but... Yeah, they created their own markets marketplace. That's basically anyone that has a product can sell on their website. Really? So they yeah, and it's it's super easy to do. Um, there's actually it's funny because if you Google motorcycle stuff, I think Amazon pops up right. as like number three or four. Yeah. So from tires to gloves to you know outerwear stuff, they have it, and yeah. it's it's kind of like unbeknownst to anybody in that they're they're starting something like a third market you know third party market where anybody can sell anything they want so i got into it when i was working with dickie's moto and we got into it and i started you know applying my own products into it and so all i'm all i'm doing is just basically you know fulfillments and reorders and it just does his own thing. What about what about the marketing? How do you, how do you get your products first? Is it having several products in at the same time? Is it having one solid product? Are you doing online ads? Are you doing social media marketing? How, um, how's that part? Well, the the good thing about that is there's so much there's so much so many consumers out there, right? Like we're in LA, we're always looking for like the top name products. But once you go outside of LA, in like the middle market and the middle America, they don't, they don't purchase, you know, high end brands. Yeah. It's all the knockoff stuff. So what I'm basically doing, I'm not doing kind of like I'm branding something cool and like 
this is going to be for the, like the elite people that's going to pay X amount of dollars. Right. I'm, I'm looking for more of the masses where, okay, that's cool. Like a Roland Sands, you know, leather gloves is what 180 to 150 bucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking to cut that market down and bring it to like 50 to $60 yeah. for that, for that someone that's going to be like, Oh, well, it's good enough. It looks cool. It, it'll fit my, you know, fit, fit my personality. And I'm going to be saving 80 bucks. So that's, that's what I'm grabbing is like more volume rather than like. And, and are you designing because the gloves you posted not too long ago that you just yeah. wore right now, those are badass. You design those. Yes. That's yes. badass. And you know, obviously in the fashion world, it's like you're, you're ripping or you're borrowing aesthetics from other companies. Right. Of and course. so you're kind of changing it around, diff making it a little bit different, but uh, the price point is where I'm targeting is basically the, the lower price points for middle America. And yeah. so, you know, Amazon has their own like SEO stuff that you need to learn about, like how to, you know, how to present the products, how to, to make it like your top 10 searches on there. So it's like keywords, like gloves, motorcycle. Uh, I don't want to say hipster, but serial like, killer, serial killer. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> don't get your hands dirty. Yeah. Wear these gloves, buy them. It's only 49 bucks compared to like, you know, the elite, like American, psycho stuff like that but uh is there is there a big difference in quality when you go with a certain brands versus other brands no because if you if you really know your your sources they can make this, those same qualities and at the same time most of those companies produce for top-notch companies out there yeah, that's what people don't understand. That's very true. You know, like um, even the whole China thing, people are like, China stuff's cheap, but it's yeah. like China makes fucking amazing things too. They can literally... You, you get what you pay for, you know? They can literally knock off anything you want them to to, yeah. to make. So, yeah, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't only, knock down any of those, uh, out, you know, overseas companies just because if, if, you, if you're really careful and you want to look at your, your tags, most of them are overseas. Like, if it's made in America great but you're going to be paying for that you know that that little tag in your, your shirt right. but uh for the most part everything's made in overseas everything pretty much everything i'm trying to think what's not i mean i do like the whole concept of buy america but yeah. it's just we're we're in a shared global economy mm -hmm. and everybody has to do like th this is why you know even harley davidson now has a factory in india this is why a bunch of other companies are doing stuff. Even even the high brands, I've heard rumors that like Louis Vuitton and these big brands, they get their shit made in China, then they'll ship it to France, and then they'll finally, you know, stamp it and say, okay, made in France or in Paris yeah. or whatever the case. This is what I heard. I'm not... It's true. I mean, uh, there's there's companies that are like, we need to make this, this item of clothing to be a USA tag on it. Like, great. Do you want to pay for the price point or do you want us to figure it out and still put that brand logo on that a usa made yeah so yeah we will let's say you know we'll make all the cut and sews all the all the raw materials from x you know x country and we'll bring it here we'll do all the all the final stages to it and yes the portion of the of the product is made overseas but a percentage which is i think in the Fashion world is about. And watch your hand on the table. Fifty. I'm sorry. No, it, they could just hear it like crazy. It. It's about you know, let's say like 
51%, right. maybe even less. So you can you can figure that out and uh, still put that tag on yeah, the USA it, made. It's funny because when, uh, when I was like 10 years old, I remember, you know, having a Huffy mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, it said made in the USA. And my brother was telling me the sticker is made in the, the actual sticker that says made in the USA is made in the USA. The bike is made, in, <laughs> you know, elsewhere. elsewhere. Who knows? Right. You know, and that, that's kind of like the same thing that I've you know heard about these luxury brands. And even the luxury brands, I get frustrated because, come on, Louis Vuitton or fucking Prada, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're acting like they're exclusive. But fuck, they're in every city in the world. And they have thousands and thousands and thousands of bags. There's nothing exclusive about these brands. It's just insane how much they charge the markup, especially, and I'm picking on Louis because it's canvas. It's not even leather. It's canvas. It sells for three, four, five thousand dollars. And that's so fucking insane. Yeah. You know, Um, when you do the online stuff, do you make all your things or is there certain things that is just drop shipping that's already designed that you go, fuck, I like this. Let me put this on my site. I like this. And do you do anything from your own site or everything is Amazon and Walmart? Everything is all Amazon, Walmart. Um, yeah. So right now it's just, I'm starting slow just because honestly I started with, with that kind of business about three months ago. Uh, really? Right before I went or moved to Austin, which that's where I'm at now. Did you move? I fucking moved, dude. Like I was over LA. What the fuck is juice, bro? What do you mean? I was I was over LA. Um, been over it since. I mean, honestly, I, I I've always wanted to move out of LA. I'm from here, and uh, before college, I was like, all right, get my degree, blah blah blah, and I'm gonna get the hell out of here and you know experience the world, right? Yeah. And you know, life happens and, uh, things happen. And 10 years later, you're like, you're still longing for that adventure. Right. And so I think Austin was calling my, my name from this, uh, funny story about that. I was at actually a motorcycle event, the, the Dofa winery event with, uh, Roland Sands. Nice. I'm interviewing them, uh, next week. Yeah. So I was like, I was looking for an apartment. Everything was just high price. Actually, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. I interviewed them last week because this episode is going to be out like in three weeks. So it's okay. going to be all backwards. But yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just talking. But yeah. So Roland Sands they had this amazing event. It was like kind of uh, this. Um, it was like the beach classic, but they made it into like a moto ranch where they only invite a selected few due to COVID. So there was like the only, there was less than 200 people there curated for like a weekend and uh, it was amazing. So, you know, t- sipping my wine, watching the sunset, trying to figure out the next chapter of my life. And and uh, I was just talking to a buddy of mine who works for Roland Sands, and he kind of just made that pivot. You know, it's like, you know, things are just kind of shit right now. You know, we're living in Long Beach. It's like high crime rate. There's always mugging in front of my house. I just, we just want to get out. So they bought this this uh 10 acre ranch up in landers uh, and i think you know alex is gonna know you know i'm talking about him but he shout they, out to alex shout out to alex but um it just kind of inspired me i'm like i don't have to live in la i don't have to like be in be in long beach or be in orange county to kind of like do what i'm doing just because right now there's nothing like i was riding around la and it's like it's so depressing you know nobody's out like it's yeah. just kind of 
it doesn't have the electricity like what most people outside of LA are longing for. Like, oh my God, it's so exciting there. There's so many things to do. I'm like, nope, not since like 2019. You know, everything's just kind of been well. Even even back then, pause. even back then, it was still a tough city. I mean, I'm born and raised LA. I love LA. Uh, I've said it many times. It's a love hate. You know, like a part mm-hmm. of me is like, let me get the fuck out of here. Another part of me is like, I, I can't, you know, it's fucking L.A. But um, even before COVID, I mean, let, let's cut the bullshit. The clubs finished at 1.30. Yeah. You're out at 2. Uh, finding an after party was difficult. They're there, but it was difficult. Um, everybody's trying to be like, like the women. Let me just, you know, talk about the women. You go let's anywhere about the around women. the world. And women are so beautiful, so educated, so intelligent, so talented, and so down to earth. Yep. You in LA, sorry girls, the ugliest one will be stuck up. The ugliest girl in Los Angeles will be fucking completely stuck up for no reason. Yeah. Doesn't is not bilingual. Doesn't have a degree. Doesn't have education. Doesn't have background. Uh, and, I, and I know there is, not that's not all Los Angeles girls, but. They have none of this. I have my best friend, my brother. Uh, he started an online commerce store, and it's and it's in a way it's so silly, but it's such a great niche. You know, he grabs people's pictures of their pets and he puts them like on kings and he puts them on emperors, and it's so <laughs> fucking silly. And everybody from the beginning was like, "It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work." But guess what? He's killing it. He's murdering it. Now he's traveled to Bali. He's never he lived in Palm Desert before. He's never traveled out of the country. I took him to Cuba once. He's never traveled out of the country. And now he's been to Bali. He went to Tony Robbins. And now he's been living in fucking Cancun by uh, Playa del Carmen for the last year. And he's making a killing and loving life. And he says, Robert, the women, the women, the women. It's so crazy. I've never had so many women. (laughs) They're everywhere. They're smart. I found one that speaks five different languages. The other one plays piano. The other one fucking has a whole orchestra. And the stories you hear, I'm like, dude, that's fucking insane. When you go out here to a club in L.A., Jesus Christ, you say hi to a girl. And it's like, who the fuck are you? What do you drive? How much money? Where do you work? I had a friend of mine. He was um, a truck dispatcher. You know, like he, he basically got orders. Hey, we need a delivery. And then he would call the truck drivers and try to negotiate, you know, get high money here, give low money yeah. to the truck drivers. That's what he did. He made a killing. But he's like, Robert, my job title has no sex appeal. Yeah. This is why I'm not getting girls. And I'm like, I'm sure there's many other reasons you're not getting girls. But, you know, you're right. There's no sex appeal. And that sex appeal is only required in big cities like Los Angeles and New York. And I think this is... Now, and I'm talking about pre-COVID, now during COVID, you know, it's all the curtains have been fucking rolled back. Now you're seeing everything. You're like, dude, there's nothing here. It's very difficult. You know, the only reason I'm here is because of the passion and love that I have for Los Angeles. And then if anything else, the writing in California is just so fucking amazing. I mean, I don't think there's anything like it, but, um, but there's no other reason to be here. I mean, not right now, but you know, going back to the women, it's like, yeah. They have so much more to offer, and it, it's kind of a you can actually talk to to girls out there without any preconceived notion of like what you do, who you are, who you know. You can have a regular conversation here. You can ha- you can even have a regular conversation. No. It's all about like you know Status. how many followers you have, how Status. many, what do you do? What's your you social know, media? Uh, which table you know? Which table are you sitting at? Are you doing this like you know table service kind of bullshit? And it's like. 
okay, well, it was good talking to you for two minutes, and I felt like I just, you know, became retarded just from all the selfies you're doing while you're talking to me. It's like, who, who are you right now, you know? And But it goes both ways. I think I think it's kind of the lifestyle, you know, like since we've both grown up here, um, to me, it doesn't even feel like how L.A. was when I grew up. You know, it was I, I, it was I, much I, more to me. It felt like back then it was it was homegrown. Like you can you can ride your bike, have a conversation with your friend, uh, do fun stuff, right? Like enjoy what California offers. Here it's now it's about status, about it's about money, it's about knowing who you you know who you know and what you've done and who you partied with and who, you know which celebrity you've taken a photo with, with etc it's funny because i just interviewed um a, a, he used to be a motorcycle cop now he's a detective in swat in uh in ventura county and and i got to sit down with him and, and hear the stories of how to become a cop what cops deal with what motorcycle cops deal with it's a fucking amazing episode it'll be released in a week or from this podcast last week um but when he described growing up in the san fernando valley you know, he lived in Granada Hills. When he described that, the only word I can describe, you know, used to describe what he what he was saying, it was fucking romantic. Yeah. It was badass. It was, you know, you you could pick up a rock and throw it at any garage, and that garage had a motorcycle. We'd get together with the friends. There was a roller skating ring, and ride there, and then you'd roll out to Malibu and put, you know, suntan lotion, get a tan, and then you'd ride back freezing your ass off in the valley. Like, it, it, it was... It sounded so far fetched. It's almost it's almost like um like now Cobra Kai. You know, you know when <laughs> yeah. they go back to the fucking eighties, yeah. you're like, dude, that was so That's fucking how it cool. Was. That's how it was. It was so fucking innocent. It was uh it, it, there, there wasn't like a crazy status. Mm -hmm. People weren't easily offended. You know, like these issues that everybody talks about, you see it more in the bigger cities than anywhere else. Everywhere else, it just seems like people are just living their own fucking life. Well, we kind of lost our grit, if you know what I mean. I feel like uh, LA back then was was dirty, beautiful, sexy, you know, uh, kind of like a beach bum, beach commerce type of style where you can actually go to the beach and go to downtown LA and have different kind of like lifestyles, right? And without a care in the world, whoever you are, you're just enjoying life. Yeah. Now it's 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 just crazy how you know we we've kind of like been so into ourselves where we, we we put this bubble around us like how la is supposed to be just the cool you know the cool spot sunshine every day uh you get to you know lay at the beach every day and just have this you know um kind of this like instagram you know profile right yeah um back then it was it was just you know everyday life you know you didn't need to post anything you didn't need to tell anybody how you're living because that's how every, everybody lived, you know. It's it's hard. It's hard growing up here. It's yeah. always it's always it's always been difficult. It's always, it's always been difficult. Um, but now you know it's it's kind of like you portray yourselves on social media, and um, you're just hoping for for the likes, and hopefully someone you know someone is like envious of you because you're doing this kind of shit. Like you know, we're 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 riding every Sunday the rest of the world is cold and freezing and we're, you know, 72 degrees, even though it's kind of cold right now. But, um, that's, that's kind of like the, the persona that we're trying to, to show everybody. But, you know, being in Austin right now, man, I could care less what's going on in LA or, you know, how I mean, is Austin? Never been, 
Never been. Um, you would love it. You, I, I think so. You know, Austin. Moving to Austin is not like me being the LA kid, and like uh, you know, it has to be the same. You can't compare LA with everything else. You got to be if you're in Austin, you got to be a Texan. You got to do what they do. And, and honestly, they they're having they're having a lot more fun that we're than we're doing just oh, because. Oh, for sure. I was just listen, open. I, I was just listening to Joe Rogan the other day. And somebody just came on the podcast and says, hey, this is Texas, and uh, I got a gift for you. And in Texas, I can give you a gun. Here you go. <laughs> and he gave him yeah. a straight-up fucking gun. Yeah. You know, uh, as soon as I get my um, my uh, Texas license, I can pretty much purchase anything I want and uh, have it the same day. You know, it's not – it's over-the-counter ammo. They actually have ammo over there, so it's it's not – you know, it's not scarce like here. Yeah. We're not paying nine middle – you know, two bucks for a nine or – two to three bucks for a five, five, six or two, two, three there. It's like, yeah, it's still, it's still a little bit price pricey just because of, right. But, but there's access to it. There's, we have access to it. Um, but Austin to me right now, you know, I've only been there for two, three months. I've been gone for a month now. Um, I've, I've made a lot of friends just because everyone who moved there kind of has the same mentality. They want to take away, the bullshit that they left wherever they came from, from Chicago, New York, wherever. And they want to just live and they just want to have fun. They want to bring, bring their old life back. Yeah. And that's where pretty much everyone's congregating and things are open, you know? Uh, yes, we're, we're still wearing the mask, but you have the option to, you could still sit in restaurants, dinner, and you know, eat inside for dinner. Yeah. Um, go to a comedy club, go to, um, you know, uh, live music and there's a lot of outdoor, you know, outdoor stuff that you can do. You can go to town lake, you know, canoe, kayak, paddleboard. You can go fishing. You can, you can go fly shooting. to Cancun, two hour flight. You can, yeah. That's you can so, fly to Miami, two hour flight. Yeah. You can do a bunch of shit. Here it's like, oh, I, I wish you, were, you know, how do you do that? I wish I was doing that. I wish I was there with you. I'm like, well then go. Yeah. You know, and no one's really stopping you. And then, they they have this like notion of like everywhere else in the world covid is is you know uh, a pan- pandemic which yes i'm not we're not denying that but you can still go about your life right right but not, not only that california has the strictest laws and regulations and it's not fucking helping like no. our numbers are skyrocketing i think I, you guys I, are still number one so it doesn't make any sense so, so whatever say, we're doing we're doing it wrong doing it wrong so whether you're staying at home or grabbing Starbucks or going to Walmart or going to Target, we're, we're still getting infected somehow. So, you know, whatever we're doing or what we're not doing, it's, it's kind of pointless, right? And yeah. we're, not, we're not living our lives like how we should be. Um, well, not only that, but by staying home or being, or being so away from other people, our immune systems get weaker. The, the, the way your immune system gets stronger and better and, and you know, and, and thrives through these, these times is by being exposed to germs, is by going out, is by being outside, it's by exercising, it's by grabbing, it's by playing, it's by shaking hands. It, like, that's, that's how your immune system gets stronger. Dude, believe me, I've shaken and I've done a lot. I've been around a lot of different people. I mean, you know, I uh, got back from Colombia uh, last night and, uh, I've been around a lot of people and, uh, and the funny thing is I actually had to get a COVID test right before I, I got on the plane so yeah. I, they can approve me, blah, blah, blah. 
So you had to do a COVID test in Colombia before you get on the plane. Yeah. So, and I actually had to get a COVID test before to, to go there. So, you know, the, the, the regulations are strict, but they're not keeping everybody from staying at home. Right. No. They're, they're, they're as more strict there as we are, but we have, they have the option to, to go to dinner with, with friends. And if you see like the nightlife there, it's, it's booming, man. Like everything is open. Um, yeah, but they're all wearing masks and they're doing, you know, they're, they're doing the thing. They're doing their thing, but uh, there's an option, and I feel like LA doesn't give an option for us, as if we're like the kids that don't know any better, right? And our parents is just take telling us to stay, you know, stay indoors. You're grounded for another X amount of months. However, you know, when when the vaccine comes in, it's like. I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. Like, let me make my choices. Well, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. It's, it's basically if you're high risk, stay home. If you're not high risk, get, let's get back to normal. Exactly. Let, let's fucking move forward. Exactly. And I, I mean, the only other benefit that I see from this is everybody's being more hygienic. Everybody's washing their hands more. Cause you know, come on, how many times have we gone to the bathroom prior to this and you see some dude not washing his hand? You're like, dude, come on. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. You know, so more people are being hygienic, but you're right. It, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't all be in trouble because there's certain people that are at higher risk. Yeah, well, it just turns us into like hypochondriacs where everything we do, you know, we 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 wash our hands with like sanitary, you know, lotions and all that stuff. And it's like that's one thing, but um, you know, being cooped up in your home and not not do anything uh, will drive you mostly mad. Well, that right? that's that's aside the worst from your thing. physical, you know, your physical health it's it's mental too so yeah. i don't know what how people are suicides doing it. are up suicides are up i mean forget about what COVID has you know the 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 the, the death rate is for COVID. the suicides overall are huge yeah i mean it, it's it's fucking devastating yeah and the other thing is staying home is the wrong thing to do you know one you know one thing that they said is COVID you know, doesn't do good in sunlight and it doesn't do good under UV. It doesn't do good under no. heat. And yeah, sun here every day. And, you know, you know, talking about Joe Rogan, it's like, yeah, build your immune system, get some vitamin D, go out there and exercise. Like no, you know, the, our government's not telling us to, to go out there and, you know, yeah. improve your, your, your health. Your health. It's about take vitamins, it's about cowering in and just staying at home and preventing, you know, preventing uh, social, social uh um communication with other people it's like you need that you yeah. know um like homeschool kids they're weird yeah like you go to public schools so you can kind of build your you know your social immune skills. system social immune skills systems, you know like my, my parents would let us like play in the dirt and eat in the dirt and like do all this crap about it and you know we've we've been healthy kids just because of that and then like our neighbor was super super homeschooled and they you know they were super just kind of like you know against germs and all this and like very they're very sickly kids you know yeah. they would like stay home even though they were homeschooled because they, they had they had more diseases and they would get flus and colds and it's like i feel like that's kind of where we're at right now is like uh we're just going through the motions like you know there's two different kinds of uh, people out there right now is the ones that are staying home watching netflix playing video games, doing whatever, trying to like pass by the time, pass the time. And then there's productive people that's trying to figure out how to better themselves, right? It, whether they're un unemployed or on, on, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, EDD or 
what's it called? Unemployment. Unemployment. Um, there's people that's actually taking action. So going back to, you know, being resourceful, trying to figure out how to, how to gain income through these, uh, through these drastic times. Those are the ones that are like, those are the ones that I'm really pushing for. Like that's, you know, that's me myself is like, I don't want to just sit there and watch Netflix. I don't want to just watch, you know, a whole season of like right. Buffy the Bamfire, even though I love it. Like that's the easiest way to do it. Is that it. your shit? That's Buffy my one. shit, man. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like the old Sarah show. Sarah Michelle back in the Gell- Geller, shout out to her, whoever, you know, wherever she's at. Uh, yeah. She was like my dream girl back then. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. She was a badass chick, right? Like yeah. just didn't take shit from nobody. Um, she was a fucking vampire slayer, bro. She was a vampire slayer, <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like that's kind of uh, where we're at. There's two different kinds of people and the ones that are like moping around, complaining about and watching TV, you know, trying to figure out when we can, when we can like live again. And there's a second group where it's like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'm going to figure it out and uh, just and, and move forward. Yeah. The, the thing is, the thing is with EDD and, and these fucking compensation programs is that I, I believe it handicaps people. You know, people get used to it. You know, it keeps you in a system. Like when you start getting into that Section Eight, EDD, uh, fucking health insurance from the state, it really fucking handicaps people because people start thinking like, "Oh, if I make a little bit more money, I won't get these benefits." So fuck it, I don't want to make that extra money. Yeah, and they stay in there. And, it, and yeah. I, I don't know what the agenda. You know, it sounds kind of stupid to say that the government wants to keep you relying on them, but then that makes sense. You know, the government wants you know people to rely on them. You know, and, and this goes back into all kinds of conversations, you know, like, for example, the government wants you to report, you know, your husband and put him to jail or your girlfriend or they want to take away your kids. Like there's this weird fucking government conspiracy thing that it just kind of wants to divide everybody up, yeah. you know, like completely. And I, and I know I know it sounds a little strange, but I just seen it because I grew up in bad neighborhoods and I would see it all the time. You know, I would see a father getting arrested. I'd see children being taken away being divided from their parents, being divided from the family. Other family members tried to grab them and they couldn't. And and it's this dark fucking fucked up thing. But I seen that system completely fail and ruin people's full potential. Well, it's, it's kind of the David day and age. Now it's like being a whistleblower is a good thing. Right. Like the, the, the whole slogan of we're, we're all in it together kind of like just makes that fun sounds of, so fucking communist. It, it it makes fun of like our 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 like our our uh, our whole society as Americans. You yeah. know, it's like I think Americans of America is about just keeping it to yourself, doing what you you know what you need to do. Strive for you know strive for your goals and and what this opportunity gives you. And now it's like we're all in it together, so that means we're gonna we're gonna wall in our shit together. And we're going to, you know, we're going to just want to be um, following the government because the government says so. So right. you got to obey the rules or we're going to call you out. And, and that happened in California. They were like, if you see a gathering of more than five people, call your local police. We are in this together. That's crazy. Like what? You know, like, what are you talking about? Why would you do that? Yeah. And, and now, you know, we're, we're. And it happens all the time. It I, happens I, all the time. I, I hear it around this neighborhood. I hear it around Even all motorcycle over. motorcycle riding, it's, it's, it's kind of the weirdest thing. Like, we're, we've been doing weekly, weekly group rides every Sunday now uh, since December. Thank you, sir. Which I want to talk about, Pop too. Off. Yeah. So we've been doing that Sunday. And we're like, you know what? Forget, you know, 
we're over this like waiting around you know when are we closed when are we open again when can we you know see our friends we're just gonna put it out there you know it's your choice we're not forcing anybody to go out there and ride and if you're riding you're not you know anywhere less than six feet in front of the next person right yeah. because you're, you got helmets on you got bikes gloves you got all that to to kind of prevent any like you know stuff that's going to be cross-contaminating you and stuff and it's been going well like pe there's people out there that's just been bored out of their mind it's like and they're like wait you can do this we, we can go out and ride and i'm like yeah well I remember, Why don't I, rem you? I remember in the beginning, like the first few rides I was on, it was just so weird because it was probably like a month that everybody stopped riding. Yeah. And then it was like when you did it, it's like, oh, fuck, do we hug? Do we not hug? Yeah. High fives, no high fives. Elbow fucking, bump. Yeah. Do all like, this. I, I don't know. Take off helmets. Don't take off yeah. helmets. It was so fucking crazy. And now, you know, yeah, every Sunday we have a, a pretty much a strong group of uh, riders every Sunday, about 30 to 40 yeah, on yeah, average. Yeah. On a big day, you know, a big weekend, it's probably up to 70, 80. Um, and so there's, there are people that's over it, and there are like-minded uh, riders out there or just normal people that want some kind of activity to be done, but no one's really wanting to be the first person to, to initiate. To initiate, right? Everyone's kind of watching. And so I, I get, you know, the big uh, motorcycle events out there, they want to be – you know, precautious about bringing, you know, X amount of thousands of people into, into a motorcycle event. But it's like somebody's got to start it, you know. I, yeah. And, and uh, this whole vaccine thing, great. You know, you, us being, you know, our age, we're not even supposed to be, we're not even supposed to get it or we're not supposed to take our vaccines just because we're not but remember, we're low risk. Yeah, but remember, that's not the problem. The problem is, is that people like you and me, can get it, not know we have it, and and it's it, it's it, it infects other people, and there's other people that it gets really bad. That's the big issue. The whole issue of the of the distances, you know. Again, you know, I I had it a couple months back. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I had one night, one night that I had chills. Yeah. And when I really realized, like, I, I had such bad chills. I woke up like at two a.m. Chills. I it was so cold. I went to the kitchen, old school. You know, turned on the stove. You know, heated up, got a soup, I fucking ate, warmed up. And then when I got back to bed an hour later, I realized the window was fucking open. It was just a cold night. So I'm like, was it chills or was it, you know, it was probably yeah. a mixture of both realistically. But that's not the problem. The problem is, is two weeks prior to that and two weeks after that, you know, definitely I had something. And there's certain people that it fucks up so bad that, you know, that's that's what we're trying to protect. Yeah. You know, but again. No comment on that. But, no, you yeah. know, it's like, Okay. You, you know, it's you don't think people can get infected. If the whole, you know, you don't know if you have it or not. Um, what are the statistics on it? Like, let's say, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people will get tested and get COVID, and then let's say, you know, they tested positive yeah. and they don't see the the effects of it until two weeks later, and then they get the the uh, they get the colds and you know the hot flashes, but. Um, I don't know. I just, it just sounds so, so kind of like uh, a propaganda of like, you might be infected and you might infect people, but you don't have the symptoms. The symptoms. You see, th this so that, lets you, that lets you think, okay, well, 
I'm going to do my due diligence of stay at home. So make, just make sure that I don't, you know, infect anybody, but I don't know if I have it or not. Right. Um, right. Well, the whole point would be, uh, and I, and I see what you're saying, but the whole point would be, you know, test yourself. And if you test positive, then yeah, you know, quarantine yourself for two weeks. Yeah. You know, that's the whole idea. And I understand what you're saying in your point of view, because you have been living life regularly. You have been traveling. You've been jumping on planes. And you're like, dude, it's not that fucking bad. Because I, I, I had a I had a Cancun trip like two months ago, three months ago. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, flying on a plane isn't bad. Everybody's spaced out. You yeah. know, everybody's taking their precautions. Once you get to Mexico, everybody has their mask. You jump in. You jump in a taxi. You drive to wherever you're going to. And, you know, there's nightlife. And same thing. People are, you know, using masks. People are keeping their distance. Like, it, things are still the same, just with a mask. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. How, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm still living my life and, and, and doing what I want to do. And, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be, I'll be cautious. I don't, I don't walk around in the store without a mask. I'll, you know, I'll respect others, people, you know, people's uh, health and all that space. Yeah. But what do you disagree with? I, I, I got to pick your brain. Oh man, I don't know. I'm, I, so that's a, actually one of the reasons why I moved to Austin is like I turned off all my social media kind of like politics and and all that a anything negative. I, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't I don't follow politics. I don't know. Who, I, I mean, I don't even know who the president is really. Like if you think about it, like if it's Biden or whatever. Like they're I I just heard they're trying to impeach Trump. I'm like, isn't Trump out of the, you know, is he not the president anymore? He's like, oh, yeah, he isn't, but we're still trying to impeach him. I'm like, okay. You know, like, all right, well, good luck with that. And people, you know, people will dwell on that. And me, I'm I'm in Colombia sipping, a, you know, sipping on uh, this, this like, I think it's a wine. It's called Ron, R-O-N. No, it's, it's Ron. It's Ron. Is it rum? Yeah, Ron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got to bring some of that shit in. in did California. you did you try um uh fuck what's it called uh, Cristal uh, Aguardiente? No. Oh man, this shit's no. called crazy water. Oh, okay. I had crazy water. It tastes like black licorice. Yeah, I had crazy water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. call it fucking crazy water. That shit is. You get it for like five bucks a bottle. It, it's basically Everything's so affordable over there. It's so fucking cheap. Yeah. What, what part of Colombia were you in? I flew into Medellin. And I uh, went to Bogota, Bogota. and uh, went all over the place. Uh, went south, went camping uh, down south. Did um, you do any ayahuasca trips out there? Uh, we had no time. And if we did, I would have stayed a little bit longer. I'm sure. I'm, I'm actually planning to go back in June just because I linked up with a, uh, a friend there. And uh, yeah. I want to go see her again. What's and, her name? What's her name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly anyways but you know it's 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 uh it's living life it's like i mean you're you got to take the risk you know it's it's like i know we're in a pandemic but you can you can die anytime um i mean the, the, my, my, my mother would always say the only requirement to die is to be alive yeah you know because how many times would you hear you know uh drive-by shooting mother breastfeeding baby bullet escapes kill mother and child like i mean you, anything you could just die or you hear the the person that's never smoked and is a professional athlete and a runner and they get lung cancer and die like yeah. you know the only requirement to die is to be alive well i definitely lived it um i lived it up in columbia while i was there and uh 
yeah, it was, it's been fun. I did everything that you shouldn't have done, and uh, and, and enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I, I, I lived the day to to talk about it. I I think I think I've said this story a few times on here, but fuck it. There was a the the best thing I ever read. There was a guy. There was an article I read maybe eight years ago, five or eight years ago. I don't even remember. This guy wrote a suicide letter. Um, you know, he wasn't happy. He was living in the states. Uh, I think. I don't even know where he was from. But anyways, he was living in the States. He wrote a suicide letter. He says, this is it. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, I can't, you know, I'm all I do is work. I've saved up money, and, and it's gotten me nowhere. I'm fucking completely depressed. I'm going to take my life. Something, Jesus. something, like, you know, yeah. just it's just horrible. Uh, the whole thing was he was going to Mexico to just kill himself, okay? He goes to Mexico. This guy tries cocaine, fucks hookers, drinks, get drunk. He had <laughs> so much fucking fun. Yeah. He had so much fun that he decided he didn't want to die. He came back to live, and now it's like a tradition that he does, you know, yeah. like once a year or once every two years. So he tried to kill himself by, by <laughs> doing some hookers and blow. By, by doing blow and hookers, yeah. I guess and I was drinking. just trying to kill myself in Colombia, yeah. too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, it, but it's funny because... You start thinking about how strict and like, oh, we can't do this, we can't do that, and how difficult it is, and how you know, like the relationships, everything. It's just, it just seems everything's so complex. And when you go somewhere else, it's like, fuck, people are really living their life. They're just, you know, doing the the best they can. Yeah. I guess what it really sucks is, I guess the trade is economy. You know, like in Colombia or South America or anywhere on the world, it's harder to make money. You know, yep. compared to the U.S. U.S. You know, you can get a job pretty easy. If you want, I mean, in the U.S., if you want to make money, there's money. There's money laying around the floor. Opportunities, man. Everywhere. So many. Yeah, and and I, and I think that's that's the biggest difference. But if you look at people's lifestyles of how they live outside of the U.S., it's fucking amazing. No, it's it's crazy. So I mean, you know, we did we, it feel safe? Yeah, in Colombia. Yeah, we felt we felt really. So I, I went there with a buddy. Um, I told a group of guys that were, were kind of like connected through WhatsApp or texting. So we kind of like, it's kind of a, a group of guys where it's like, Hey, we're going to go ride. Anybody wants to show up, blah, blah, blah. So it's all internal. It's like very small, but, uh, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a walkabout. I'm going to, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. Um, Thailand, you know, um, Brazil, Argentina, wherever. You were in Brazil too? I w well, no, Not I yet. was going to Brazil, um, but uh, my my buddy that was in Colombia at that time, so he 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 walked out. He's like, "Fuck L.A. I'm going to Colombia. I'm going to go see about a girl." And uh, he was he left in October, just barely came back a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "You gotta you gotta come to Colombia. You know, it's amazing here." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, I don't know anything about Colombia. I feel like it's dangerous. It's humid." Blah. Like, no, dude, just come. It's like, dangerous and human. Human. That's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, uh, there's no really, there's no interest. I don't know anything about Colombia. Why the fuck should I go? I just want like warmer weather, girls, you know, the beach, but you know, all that, all just the opposite of what we're going through right now. And he's like, just go. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, no expectations, nothing. I didn't read up on anything about Colombia, only knowing that there's going to be blow women and, uh, a lot of Pablo Smooth. Escobar, you know, stories and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, when we landed, it just, this weird, like, sensation just came across me. And I'm like, 
all right, well, let's get a beer, you know, let's go grab a beer. And then, um, I started, you know, we started walking around, they dropped us off in this, like this area, um, that's kind of, uh, you know, touristy, um, grabbed a drink and just started like looking around and people were just, it had this weird, like just weird, like calm about it, you know, and people were just living their lives, you know, having lunch, whatever. And, um, ever since from that day until I got back, it's just been kind of, uh, life changing, you know, it's, it's it's like that next chapter where you need to, you needed that walkabout to kind of move to your next goal in your life. Right. You know, and the last, what last year that we've been going through, I feel like everyone's been there. They put their lives on pause and I, I just never could just like, I could never accept that. I just wanted something more. I wanted to just like live and, and get out of California. So that's what I did. I moved to, you know, I, I decided I wanted to get out of California, moved out, went to Austin in two weeks and just, you know, see what, what Austin has to offer. It's been great. It's, it's been, you know, it's been booming. Rents and are cheaper and stuff. Rents are cheaper. Yeah. And, um, gas is cheaper. I mean, insurance, everything. Um, people are friendly. You can have a, you can have a drink with somebody, you know, at a bar and just talk, you know, you can meet girls, all that good stuff. Uh, same thing in Columbia. It's like people are just kind there, you know, um, there's a lot of panhandlers in that section because it's very touristy. And so we're at, you know, we're at lunch, right. And people are coming at us all the time. And you see a manager seeing that we're being bombarded with all these people thinking that they're going to like, Hey, get the fuck out of here. You know, you're, you're ruining these guys experience experience. No, she came up to this old lady and just like put her arms around her and like walked her out, you know, just saying, you know, like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, um, do you need anything? And she's like selling me like a, a two cent chiclets kind of thing, like yeah, a yeah. piece of gum. And so she gave her like, you know, whatever change she had and like just was courteous to her, you know, even though she's like high status she's a manager and she, she runs this business. And then this poor it's woman, amazing. you know, like that yeah. was, that was life changing to me where it's like, why can't we, us, you know, in California do that where forget about the status, just be kind to one another. Don't 100%. forget a percent, you know, don't even think about what you believe in, what politics, what, you know, whatever you're, you're about, you yeah. don't need to, I don't think you need to like stuck wave up. a flag, you know, wave a huge flag about it. Just, just to say you're a good person. Yeah. Just, no, take I, the action, take the action and be kind to another just person. Just go the extra step. Fuck it. You're going to be stuck in this building for eight hours anyways. Yeah. Might as well be a good fucking person. When, when, when I was in Colombia, sorry, but I, w- I want to throw this in because it's exactly what you're saying. When I was in Colombia, I was in Cali mm-hmm. and an experience that I had like that is that I, I was, I was having drinks. I smoked my last cigarette. And then, you know, I tell the, I tell one of the waitresses, one of the girls, I go, oh, you know, excuse me, do you, do you sell cigarettes here? And she's like, we don't have cigarettes here. But about three blocks away, I can get you the cigarettes. And I was like, I'm, I don't want you to walk three blocks away. And she's like, no, no, I'll get you the cigarettes. It's not yeah. a problem. And I was like, no, there's no fucking way. Like, the, yeah. don't, don't do it. Long story short, she left. She bought four different packs of cigarettes because I didn't tell her what I was what I was smoking. Mm-hmm. And, and she brought them all. She goes, here you go. And I'm like, are you, you want? Yeah. are you fucking kidding me? This would never happen. She left her job and walked fucking three, four blocks and brought me cigarettes. 
Yeah. And that's just something you never experience, you know, like in, in many places, you know. I think it's just it, just humanity in general, they they understand that. It's not about categorizing yourself. There's no ego. There's no ego and here, you know, like even like on um I was briefly on um these dating apps, right? And they're already like telling their their likes and dislikes. It's about uh, if you're if you're not vegan, walk away or turn swipe left. If you're not uh, Biden lover, swipe left. If you're not, you know, if you're not about um, uh, Black Lives Matter, swipe left. I'm like Jesus Christ! Like you're 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 on a dating website or dating app, and you're already just kind of like telling everybody this is who I'm about because this is the the social norm nowadays, right? Like right. it's like if you don't believe in this. Go fuck yourself. You're evil. You're racist. You're whatever. There, it's like there's none of that crap where you're just kind to one another. Doesn't matter what they think, what they believe in. That's another human being right there in front of you, and you just have a conversation. You know. I was talking to Bad Wolf about about outside of the U.S. Great, but there was parts. You know what? That was the only one. I'm sorry, brother. That was the only one that I, I kind of edited. Uh-huh. You know, I've never edited a podcast. I kind of edited that one because we, I mean, it, it just, <laughs> there was some parts. It just, we were just talking about death for 10 minutes. And yeah. then we were talking about fucking colors. And then we were talking about, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know, I don't know if I edited this part out, but one of the things we, we talked about was outside of the U.S., overall, not 100%, but overall, 90% outside of the U.S., there is no colors. Mm-mm. There is no fucking brown, black, white, nothing. You know, it, it just doesn't exist. Everybody treats everybody the same and equal, and everybody gets along, you know. And same thing. Look, here here goes another conflict issue right now. Same thing. Uh, you know, black folks in the United States are very different than black folks outside of the United States. Yeah. Very different. You know, like very, very mellow outside. You know, in, in Cuba, you know, where my family's from, there, there's no difference. There's zero fucking difference. I've never felt any safer going through Old Havana than I felt right. safer you were in there. Cuba too. Yeah, I felt safer I, there than going to that. downtown LA on off night where, you know, nobody's around. Like I, I can walk through uh, those those towns. Uh, and no problem. I remember no, I remember walking down Havana and I was I had a buddy of mine for the first time there. And we're walking, and this guy approaches us, and he starts telling me, like, look, this is the Bacardi building in 1987, and 1887, blah, 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 and this used to be this, and that, that, that. Anyways, the guy talked, like, fucking 10, 15 minutes, and I was like, yo, like, here's 20 bucks, <laughs> kick rocks. He goes, I don't want your money, bro. I was just trying to share the information, peace. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, like, what the fuck? Like, just very nice people. I've walked at 3 in the morning, you know, in Cuba after leaving a club with my girl, and, you know, wearing a watch, gold chain, no fucking problem. Just walk down the street. Nobody. nobody. Kids are out for some strange reason. Everybody's fucking happy. It's not for some strange reason. It's that a lot of places don't have air conditioning. Yeah. So a lot of people, like, you it's know, go out. out, you know, just to get some fucking air. They go and talk, you know, the cheese may. They, they, they just communicate. But, I, I, you know, overall, many places you go to, it's just very safe and friendly and even family oriented, which I've talked about many times, you know, many places. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm planning to be in Pakistan in a couple of weeks for business. 
And people are like, well, all right, what the fuck are Watch you doing? Out, bro, they're going to chop your head off. Yeah. I mean, that's a serious, you know, that's a serious place. And, and um, my old business partner, who's French, would, would actually hire a couple bodyguards with him from the hotel to the factories, which I'll probably hire, you know, do the same thing. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's like you, you watch in the news here. There's always murders. There's always stabbings and killings and all that stuff. And so it makes you portray life as a violent world, which it is, but it's not everything, you know, um, you can still, you can still meet a lot of good people. I mean, we're, we were in the middle of the jungle in Columbia with a flat tire and, uh, locals would ride by with their bikes and every one of them would stop and honk their horn and just kind of check in on us if we needed help, you know, that's crazy. And we had like, you know, stuff around us and they didn't care about that. They just wanted to make sure like, Hey, can you, can you get, you know, can you get through this jungle? Um, you know, being okay. And it's like, that's, that's kind of like, I feel like that's, uh, that's humanity that that's that you're we're, we've missed. Well, because, that's how humanity was throughout the history of man. You know, if somebody was on the side of the road or somebody was abandoned, it, it was life threatening, yeah. you know, and, and that you had, you, you counted on somebody on stopping and checking in. Yeah. Hey, are you okay? Do you need water? Do you need food? Do you need transportation? You know, this, that. And, and again, in the United States, you know, it's like people divide people up, even in the sense of you can't even call a friend to change your tire. If you're on the side of the road, they want you to call triple a, they want yeah. you to call this, they want you to call, they want you to rely on the system and not on, on friends yeah. or, or strangers. And I've, and I've talked about this a million times there. People are like, don't trust strangers. Be careful with strangers. Strangers are going to fuck you. This, that, that I'll tell you, you know, once again, the changing tire, I, I think I can get a stranger to help me change a tire faster than I get a friend to change a tire because yeah. they're going to say my wife, my kids, my work, I can't do it. You're too far. You're on the other side of the city. There's always these excuses that people tell you that, you know, versus, you know, Hey, can I get a hand? Yeah, of course. You don't yeah. want to change the tire. No, I do. Oh yeah. Cool. Ha, ha. Whatever the case is. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's how humans are. Um, Shout out to Victoria. She posted a meme that was so fucking funny. She posted like an old Street Fighter, the Nintendo game, Street Fighter. Remember when everybody's like fighting and there's somebody mm -hmm. has a crowbar and you're like fighting 10 different people. And it's the just first one. Yeah. yeah, the first one. She's all, uh, this is what the Citizen app looks like. <laughs> it's true. Like it there's just shooting here, it stabbing is. there. That Citizen app's fucking crazy, man. And then uh, there's another app where it's like next door or something. Yeah, I, that one annoys me. But what it's, about it? It's same thing. It's like cat you know, lost and yeah, it's like just privileged people where it's like, did you see, did you see that black guy walk past our neighborhood like two times just looking around and does anybody know this guy? It's like, who the fuck? Like, who cares? Who yeah. cares? Like it's, it's, it's about worrying about nothing and it's not living your life. You're, you're, you're kind of like just, you have nothing to worry about that you're worried about nothing. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I think so. I got it. Yeah. I got, I got, I yeah. saw it through your eyes. So yeah. I was like, you have nothing to worry. <laughs> like there, there, life is great. There's nothing else to do, but to see, look out your fucking window and be like, Hey, that's a different mailman. Why did they change the mailman conspiracy or whatever the case is? Yeah. I think everyone's voyeur. Uh, everyone turned into voyeurs nowadays where they're just watching other people just to make sure nothing, ha nothing bad goes, you know, happens kind of thing. It's like, I don't know. 
But yeah, anyways, like, what were you talking about? Colombia or Colombia uh, traveling people? Let's talk about those travels. So you ride motorcycles in every place you go to? Yes. Yeah. How do you do that? You usually rent it and you go with rent the company it, we, or we privately? find out. We figure out, you know, anyone that's renting, um, we get connected with, with the locals there. So don't judge. We, um, we, you know, um, we linked up with a cool brand that's out there called La Rufina. Hell yeah. I know it's like 12 o'clock right now, but you know, I'm still in Colombian time. Night. (laughs) I'm still in Colombian time right now, but, um, yeah, it's uh, La Rufina in Colombia. They got something special going on there, and they're kind of the first, you know, first motorcycle brand to to kind of establish the whole Americana feel to it. It's very hipster. Yeah. But it's a restaurant. They serve liquor, and it's a good ambiance. It kind of oversees um, the city. Uh, it's above this, like, this hill. But uh, they got a cool group of uh, motorcycle community there. So uh, on any given day, you have an array of different kind of bikes. So it's not like just cafe racers or it's not just kind of adventure bikes. It's everything from yeah. Royal Enfields to KTMs to BMWs. Like I've never seen um, any more like brand new bikes out there than than anywhere else. But Really? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So I uh, linked up with those guys planning to do a, a solid, hopefully I can do it, a three-month trip with those guys in november so from all south america all of south america um starting columbia going down all the way down to argentina like the the tip of argentina and so i got friends in argentina hopefully we can link up with them as well um but you know they see they see they see us americans like they we have it all but at the same time they're they're kind of like they're kind of like sad for us because we don't want to experience everything. You know, we, we want that kind of like luxury um, resort kind of like vacation where everything's planned for. Right. So when we went to Columbia, we, we didn't plan anything. We had no hotels, nothing, you know, we didn't know where we we're going to stay. We literally booked uh, hostels, hotels, places, rented bikes on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's the way to travel, you know, um, on the fly, on the fly. And we met so many amazing people there, not just, not just other tourists. It's all, it's all locals that we, we spoke to and try to figure out like, you know, what they're about, how the, how to like approach women and, you know, approaching women there is a little bit difficult too. It's, it's, you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta swoon them. You got, you know, you really gotta try here. It's, here it's like a text where it's like, Hey, you want to, you know, you're cute on Instagram. You want to go hang out? And it's like, Oh, sure. There it's, it's a whole like portmanship, right? Yeah. You got to be a man and like, you got to really get them to like you and like, you know, show them that you're something else or something more than just like some, some, uh, gringo that's coming, you know, passing through. Like a fucking caveman. And, you know, you just Hulk do your smash. deed and then you're, like, you're, no hope smash. you're out. And right. so, yeah. Um, yeah, there was this, like, one girl. I was like, nah. She, if she told me to, like, stay another week or a month, I'd definitely do it. Just because I got something more out of her, you know, rather than just, like, the... Well, they offer more. It's what I was talking about in the beginning. You know, you, the experience, the fucking, the treatment. Yeah. 
the the respect man woman woman man yeah. you know? you're a man and you're a woman and you know you 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 build on something not just like a casual fuck or a casual like you know um uh social more out of you and so that was surprising they, they, they want the experience they want the experience they want to be treated like a lady and it's like i feel like a lot of a lot of men nowadays it's 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 about status, right? You, you kind of present yourself like a resume and like, this is what I've done and this is what I know. So that's why I'm attractive. Yeah. You know, go fuck yourself. Well, well, Colombia and, and, and I kind of did some research on this. Colombian women are very interesting because this is, this is, this is my theory. This is my thought. Why Colombia is the way it is. The women are the way they are is because, you know, when Pablo Escobar was around and, and many narcos of that status mm. were around, they hired thousands and thousands and thousands of people and they put a lot of money into the villages and there was a lot of money circulating through through the town and these women would get spoiled these women like if there was if there was somebody working for pablo or one of one of his hitmen or whatever the case is they were buying gift baskets and these gift baskets weren't you know the american gift baskets that you pay a hundred bucks and it has like a teddy bear and shit these gift baskets were like fucking you know perfumes from france these gift baskets had jewelry pearls, uh, gold. So they were very, very, very spoiled. The women were very, they were getting treated amazingly. The only issue that they ran into back then is the machismo, you know, because there was so much machismo. Once they were in a relationship, they'd get mistreated, they'd get cheated on, and they didn't like that. So this gave them how I should be getting treated and what I don't like. Now, as the women have evolved over time, it's... Wow, leverage. We, we like this. Yep. We don't like that. And it's a fucking pussy world. You know, whoever has the pussy controls. And that's, you know, now they want the best of the best. They want to be treated nice. They want to be treated with class. They want to go to fucking, they want to have nice experiences. And, and it really changed up. And this is also why, going back to when, you know, the Narcos and Pablo Escobar, this is another reason why Colombia got so dangerous because, there was a time where people would hold a gun for Pablo Escobar, and it was the you know the tenth guy in line, whatever. They never even met Pablo, and this guy would make four, five, six, eight, nine thousand dollars a month just to hold the gun. Well, when the Narcos, you know, regime or whatever you want to call it, fail, you know, f- uh, was over. Now these guys didn't know anything else for ten years. All they did was hold the gun, yeah. and they were making five to ten grand. Now they have no income. Yeah. So what did they start doing? They started kidnapping. They started fucking threatening people. They started robbing people. There was a point in the 90s and even 2000s that Colombia was so fucking dangerous to, to visit that people didn't want to go there because, I mean, cars wouldn't even stop at stoplights. They were like, we're going to get fucking robbed. Like, they would just take the stoplight. And it yeah. was like, fuck. Yeah. It was like, you either take the stoplight and hope no car hits you or you stop and you get fucking robbed. Yeah. You know? So yeah. the, the the history there is very very interesting, but that explains what you're what you're saying. You know, you yeah. have man, you have woman. The woman wants a good experience, and she wants to be spoiled, and she wants to be treated like a lady. You know, and and the American way. I don't want to bag on America too much, but we do limit ourselves because America has so many beautiful cities and places to see that we don't even see and experience. You know, we're just all in our own community. You Absolutely. Know, if you're in Austin, you're only in Austin. If you're in LA, you're only in LA. If you're in New York, you're only in New York. And we have to really fucking explore America because America is a beautiful fucking country too. Absolutely. We and just don't want to step out of our comfort zone. Uh, that's exactly it. 
No one wants to go out. And, you know, we're, we, you build on your home. You build on the, 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 the stuff that you own, right? And it's like it. it you, we own too much it shit. It hinders you from move, from moving or experiencing other things. Like, oh, well, I can't leave this because I have a mortgage or I have a rent or I have uh, car payments to, to make. And it's like I, I literally simplified everything for myself. And um, you dumbed it down. Know what I wanted. Know what I just needed. And... Now I'm kind of just doing it. Yeah. You know, I have, I have, you know, many set goals for myself, but it's, I guess, uh, stuff and necessities, you know, uh, and, and stuff that, uh, we, we purchase without thinking is not what I'm about right now. It's about experiencing, I guess, life, you know, I'm not married, no kids. Um, I'd like to have that, but before then, I love to travel and experience other things. And who knows, like, who knows I can, I can get married, you know, in a different country or be, and or be living in a different country. And like, to me, that's, that's exciting for me. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm looking to find some girl, you know, uh, somewhere in Brentwood or somewhere in Austin and, and hopefully we can, we can make it work. And there's so much more noise and distractions for us. It's like, well, I'm going to take that out of the equation. I'm going to live my life. And if it happens, it happens. Um, but I'm still enjoying what I do. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm kind of just enjoying enjoying my time right now. Yeah, you're, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, like like I said, my best friend Cash, he, he's he's now in Playa de Carmen. And, you know, he he's... He's looking for a girl, you know, and he yeah. found he right now he found a girl that's from Argentina and he fucking cares about her and he likes her and she's smart and intellectual and plays a yeah. bunch of instruments and has a master's and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the criteria are all there and he's just fucking stoked, you know, but he took that step. It's funny because when he, he started making money, he was like, Robert, you know, again, he was like in the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. He's like, I'm going to get a five bedroom house and get a range rover and a big screen tv and that's gonna be the life that's I'm like it. i'm that's like end game i'm like dude please don't do that <laughs> please i beg you like get, get the fuck out bro travel explore see like yeah. like please and you know now now seeing the life that he lives you know if i compare it i'm like fuck i got too much shit like i i've really locked myself in where i'm like fuck i can't move to austin right now mm-hmm. you know i can't go to i can't move to miami right now i can't travel right now and if i travel i should only go for like 3 4 days cuz you know like i can't be away from my shit and yeah. the bills and the responsibilities and blah 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 it just adds up and it's not it's not a good way we we all fall into this trap too easy yeah, and it's it, it's cool for you know if people want that you know I'm not I'm not knocking downplaying it, it. I'm yeah. not knocking it down. Hey, if, if that makes you happy and that feels like that's where you need to be, you know, by all means, you know, enjoy your life. But that's the point. It's like, are you are you really happy with what you have? Does is this you know all the the things that you own? Does that make you happy in the world? Yeah. Or are you still longing for something? Right? Is this relationship? making you happy or is it just because you're going through the motions and it's better to be alone or it's, it's, is it, yeah, it's, is it worse to be by yourself than to be in this relationship that you're not, you know, you're so, so about. Right. Um, and most people don't see outside of that. I feel like there's, you know, there's a lot of things, of course there's a, you know, when you change lifestyles, you change your, your whole geographical, you know, 
presence and in, in from one place to another and not knowing anybody. It's hard. It's going to be tough. Yeah. But you got to go through it to, to, to see the end game or to see the light and to see this kind of new chapter about yourself. And it makes you a lot stronger rather than just right. being the same same kind of predicament, right? This the whole cubicle kind of thing where it's like, well, it's safe. I know I'm going to be here the next zone. day. It's a comfort zone. Right. Or am I going to risk everything and not know what's, you know, what's over the hill and hopefully I'll be happy or, or am I just going to be miserable and wish that I had this girl back or hit this job back or this lifestyle and these friends. And a lot of my friends right now are contemplating that, you know, they see me in Austin and they're like, you know, they're checking in. They're like, how, you know, how's Austin? Is it, is it, is it okay? Is it cool? Is it I'm like, yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it, Austin didn't change me being in Austin or traveling doesn't change me. It's, 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 it's about, you know, preparing yourself for the worst and overcoming it. Yeah. Um, you grow. You, it's about growth. Exactly. It's, it's. It's knowing that you're not happy with the situation you're, you're at now and you want change. So you take action, but with, with every action, there's kind of a restart. And that's, to me, I think that's beautiful. Like of to course. restart everything and start something new and you can do whatever you want. To Con me, that's exciting. Yeah. Control, alt, delete. And, but for most people it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's, well, th this is why some, this is why a lot of people stay in, in shitty relationships. You know, because they, they don't want the change. They're comfortable. Yeah. They're like, fuck, I don't want to get, I don't want to put myself out there again. I don't want to get my heart broken. And then you get in this, you know, you see people get in these shitty, you know, relationships. And, and sometimes it's even abusive. Sometimes yeah. it, and, and it doesn't have to be physically abusive. It, it's mentally abusive. Yeah. And it just drains you out so fucking much that you feel like there's no other way. And then you just kind of fucking live you your out. life. You tune out and, and you, mm -hmm. you drift. And then, you, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, and you look back and you're like, man, fuck man. Like, what did I do? Yeah. And so, I mean, I've been married once and I was in that fast lane of, you know, just simplicity. Everything's just catered. Everything's just perfect. Right. You know, we grew up in Orange County together. Like the lifestyle was just easy. Um, uh, you know, family gatherings every year, big, big parties, all that stuff. And for 10 years, I was with her and her family. It was great. But at the same time, it was just so redundant. Yeah. You know, I wanted something more. And so I started my own business. I, first, I was corporate. And I just was not happy, you know. And she wanted me in that kind of like that state because everything to her it was just secure and like things were, were safe. You know, she never wanted to venture out. Like she never wanted to travel with me, you know. Yeah. Like she... Like she didn't even want to go to Paris with him because it was scary. Like who who what? turns down who turns down Paris? A lot, a lot. Bro, who I, turns I, it down three times actually. Like I, I swear to God, I called Bank of America or Capital One before I was traveling to Paris, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll be traveling to Paris. You know, I'm gonna make sure my card works." They're all Paris where? I was like, "What? Mm -hmm. Like Paris, France? Oh, is that like in the U.S.?" I go, "Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me?" Like, no, Paris, California. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a Paris, California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, she hadn't. This woman had no idea I was talking about Paris, France. So there, there's people who don't even know, like you know, let yeah. alone make the decision to go and turn it down three times. So that's uh, that's a crazy part, and you know, 
Uh, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. What was the breaking point in that relationship? Um, just starting in my own business. She never, she never supported me on that. And I was like, really? Like, this is, this is our own thing. We can, we can actually, you know, make a living and, and be, be, you know, free of like the nine to five, right? You know, go wherever we want, do whatever we want to do, work hard at, work hard with the business. Um, she just thought it was too crazy. It was just too out of the box. And so what nationality may I ask? Um, white. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was a European Swedish, white or American yeah, white. Yeah. She was European white. So she, that's so weird. And I would never expect that. Yeah. She, so we were like the very juxtaposed, very different, you know? And so her family is very, the orange County family, mm. the typical, you know, Newport mm. beach, Huntington, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, we have, uh, we have what's it called? The, 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 the clubs and the, you know, the country clubs. Social, yeah. So, you know, all that good stuff. And yeah, yeah, it was fun. But um, I grew up in Orange County. That was kind of like the, the same old, same old stuff. You know, we, yeah. 4th of July, we'd be Newport Beach, whatever. But um, be, yeah, just traveling to her was, was scary. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like Columbia or I'm not talking about like no, Pakistan. you're talking about Paris. I'm talking about Paris. I'm talking about London. And she's like, no, not for no me. interest, no interest. And so, you know, we, we, we parted ways and it was, it was tough and I'm here now and she's still in Newport beach living the, the orange County lifestyle, which she loves and, you know, I wish her the best, but there, I, then, you know, you meet so many different people out there, you know, with like-minded, um, you know, ideals and, 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 uh, desires in life. It's like, it's crazy not to travel and not to travel and see, you know, and experience and fucking be part of it. It's, it's, it's I've never heard anybody world. travel or go somewhere else and say like, yeah, I'll never travel again. Yeah. That was, that was the yeah. worst thing I could ever do. Yeah. It was like a meme that I read. I've never heard anybody go to the gym and say, I regretted working out. Exactly. Today. Like it, right? it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And you know, you wake up in the morning or you're, you're going to the gym and you hate it. You're dreading, you know, you're dreading the workout, but once you've done it, you feel good and you feel yeah, like afterwards you're fucking happy. But not everybody can can take that risk so it's it's kind of a it's a weird you know it's a weird moment in, in life where you, you you take two different paths with the easy life and the hard path but you get a lot of out of it you know like kind of riding you know you don't you're not just waiting for the destination it's it's the ride itself it's a you're, journey you're 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 enjoying so yeah some of my favorite trips and you and you mentioned that some of my favorite trips were the ones that were like the least planned Yep. You know, like I wanted to take my girl to Cuba for so long and she made so many excuses. She loves traveling. She She's all about it. But for some reason, she was just making excuses, you know, like, oh, no, not today, not this, not that. And one time we were in Miami and I just bought the tickets and we went. I, I pretty much kind of like just forced her to do it, kidnapped her, right? Yeah. It's it's by far her favorite country she's ever been to. Cuba. You know, yeah. By uh, far her favorite country. Where did I go? Verando? Verango? Varadero? Varadero. Varadero, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Varadero. Beautiful. Did you go to uh, Pinar del Rio? Uh, I don't remember. Those are the jungles. Those yeah. are the jungles where they make the fucking, the, the Cuban coffee, the cigars, mm. the rum. You go horseback riding. It's it's just farmlands and mountains. It's just, these mountains look like, like I have a picture I'll show you later. 
these mountains look like uh, fucking King Kong would live there or some shit. Yeah. You know, the, the water is fucking amazing. Um, you know, like they say in Hawaii, Hawaii is beautiful. But they say in Hawaii, when you go underwater, the, the sea life, it, it, it's dead. There's been so much hunting for so many fucking years. There's nothing there. Yeah. You go to Cuba, like you jump. There's a, there's a waterfall that you jump off. And when you land inside the water, there's thousands of fish flying, fucking swimming around you. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're just fucking, this is a trip. You know, the the people, it, it's, it's weird. The way I describe it is it's a Caribbean island with European buildings and a bunch of fucking classic American cars. Yeah. Like how fucking With cool Russian engines in it. With Russian engines and Hyundai <laughs> engines and Chinese engines. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know how the fuck they're running, but they look fucking amazing. They look outstanding. And, and I mean, again, you, you have Caribbean Island and then tropical weather. Uh, you know, you eat in people's houses. You yeah. know, like you fucking go and then there's a person's house and the mom's there and the sister's there and the brother's there and everybody's all fucking clean. And it, it's just, what year did you go? Um, 2016. Okay, so 2016, there was no Wi-Fi. There was no Facebook. There, there was. was. No cell, was there Wi-Fi? Just recently. So, yeah, it was 2017, funny. 18 is maybe, when I started. Okay. Uh, maybe at that time. But, no, 2016. Because I remember I was in uh, Veradero. Yeah. In a, a, a family's home. Because um, the person I was in uh, staying with in uh, Old Havana, she's like, oh, you want to go there? Okay, well, I have a cousin or whatever. You can stay with them. So I stayed with a family. Nice. And I was watching the inauguration, I think Trump's inauguration, in their home. So mm. 16, right? So it had to be 16, yeah. So it was very, like, it was very surreal to me. I was like, I'm in someone's home in Cuba watching their inauguration with a family that I have no idea, that barely spoke English. They, they, nobody speaks but English. But they welcomed me. Yeah. And they were, like, pointing at the TV, like, oh, this is you. This is your president. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I know. I can see um, but it was, it was kind of just surreal that I'm like in the middle of nowhere, not knowing anybody, but I'm, I'm having dinner with these folks. Right. And just enjoying, like they didn't want anything out of me. You know, they, 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 they legitimately, they weren't, they weren't want expecting anything. anything. You know, I paid for my room, all that stuff, but, um, they, they weren't, they weren't expecting like, as if, you know, a, a person here in, in California are expecting, it's like, who do you know how I can, how I can progress my, my career through you? You know, yeah. they all, everybody wants something. Everybody, they're, but there, there they don't, contempt. especially when it comes to money, they, they can't, they can't even use it. Like now it's a little bit different. Now yeah. they can use it, but there's, there's no stores they can go and use yeah. the money. They would rather take your shoes or a pair of pants or a fucking t-shirt or a hat or, or something that they can use or wear. Yeah, I think I traded a T-shirt for a um, this thing that they had. It was like a, a Cuban like uh, flag that had a motorcycle with it. I'm nice. like, I like it. He's like, oh, you take it, just take it. I'm like, no, 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 I, I want to buy it. He's like, no, 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 it's free. I'm like, well, what do you want? Can I barter? And like, it was like a trade, you know. So we I, we traded things, you know, uh, their their family possession with my stuff that I had. And they didn't want they, they didn't want twenty bucks. They wanted something that's like okay, this is from me to you, and it's a gift, you know. And so it was it was definitely it was definitely you know eye opening to me. Um, yeah, when I was there, they they recently had Wi Fi, and the the only place you in can the actually, hotels 
Yeah. So the only place you can actually have it was in hotels or in parks. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Well, the parks I saw in 17, 18, that's what's weird. So they had the parks and I guess at that time they've only had cell phones for only a year. Smartphones. Smartphones for a year. Yeah. So, you know, and this is like, this is a country without like cable TV, without technology. But, um, at night, you know, I had to like check my emails and all that stuff. So I'd, I'd go to the parks, get the same card, whatever I needed to do. And I'd go to the park and it's like all these kids, right? And you, like oh, they're the all out. Is, the park is dark and you just see, uh, iPhones or not iPhones, but smartphone lights screens. And these kids are just like lined up on the curb, just like face down, just either texting or Facebook or whatever. I'm like, oh no, it's it started, you know. Like next thing is going to happen is like having a McDonald's at, at in Cuba, and then they're they're, they're yeah, done that, for. Yeah, th- that's the other thing that I liked about Cuba is is that you don't see any American companies. No, you know, everywhere I've been to, I mean, I've been to, I've been to India by the slum. Yeah, and you're looking at the slum, and you're like, oh my god, and people live like this, and this is crazy, but they're happy. What a great experience! I'm happy I get to see this. Blah 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 blah. You're walking through the shitty fucking like. Like there's not even a sidewalk and the sidewalk's oh, all destructive itself. and yeah. the smells and the humidity <laughs> and it's fucking crazy. And all of a sudden you see a door with gold handles and you open it up and you're KFC. inside of a fucking mall and there's Zara and fucking, yeah. you know, a Louis Vuitton. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Just a block away yeah. is like slum. And then a block away there's this and you see it everywhere. No matter where you go, China, anywhere you go, Russia, it, it, there's this American influence, which fuck it, you know, good America. But to get away from that and not see a Hilton and not see a KFC or a Taco Bell or fucking anything like that is also a great experience that I think and not be able should. to actually look at your phone every five minutes. Right. Cause it's know? not even working not properly, working. you know, and if it works, it's like what, five bucks a minute or something. Yeah. And so, no, I, I love Cuba. I mean, just the people itself too is this, uh, the experience was great music. Music, the Buena Vista Social Club, the tradition. They have, uh, did you go to the Cañonazo where they do the cannon every night? Yeah. You know, yeah, so that the, corner. So from like the 1800s, every night mm-hmm. at nine o'clock, they do this whole show where everybody's yeah. in uniform. The dancers would they have be the there. Dancers. You go and they shoot the cannon at nine o'clock yeah. every fucking night. And if you're in Old Havana, you can just walk down the street, and when you hear yeah. that cannon, you know it's 9 o'clock. Yeah. Like, it's fucking amazing. One of my favorite things was uh, going to Ernest Hemingway. I'm a big Hemingway yeah, uh, yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went the to house, his, uh, the mansion? his mansion or his, his real estate, and um, you know, they had a tour guide. So the cab was driving through the, his estate, and he has a little baseball field mm-hmm. right, right there. And so these kids were playing with the coach. I think they were practicing. And I told the the cab guy, I'm like, hey, let me just, can you stop for a second? Let me take a picture. So I was taking a picture of them, and the coach was like, come, come. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so he took me to the, the you know, to a baseball diamond. The baseball diamond, and he, he gave me the bat, and he's like, you wanna hit? And I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. And so I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you know, give it your best shot. And I'm like, all right. So the pitcher was looking at me and he's like, you know, he's like 10 years old. He's like, ah, you know, he's a gringo. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a softie. A Yankee. A Yankee. And so he lost me uh, a a meatball and I just grabbed it with my hand and threw it back. And I'm like, just give me your best shot. 
and everybody started laughing and like kind of like, oh, all right, this is serious. So he, he, I can tell he was going to throw me his best, you know, his best pitch. Threw it, fastball right down the middle, hit it, went over everyone's head, and everyone just like started yelling and like, yeah, that's just, fucking awesome. You know, dude. and I was like, man, this should be in my bucket list right now. Being, being in Ernest Hemingway's house on the baseball diamond, who knows, you know, who played there, but, uh, you know, like it was just the, one of those surreal moments you would never picture. Like, All right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go there and do that. And it's like, no, it's like you experience things because you're just wandering, right? You, you don't have any set plans for yourself. You don't have a checklist. And, and, you know, I found out like his, 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 um, his, uh, bar that he used to go to is called Floridita. Yeah. Floridita. And, uh, right there by La Manzana. By the hotels and stuff, and I, in front of I, a fountain. I got myself his fate. One of his favorite drinks was the um, what's it called? It was the like mojito, a, the daiquiri, daiquiri, the strawberry. People don't know the strawberry daiquiri was made in Cuba. Yeah, the daiquiri, the mojito, uh, Cuba Libre, which is rum and coke with lime. Oh my god, it's so good! I probably had like six or seven because you know they're they're strong, but they're, they're it's all mostly sugar. Yeah. So I sat there and is in the the corner of the bar where you, there's this like bust of Hemingway, you know, right there. And I was like, just sitting watching people and like people were dancing, people were like singing and the whole charade and everything. I'm like, how the fuck did I just get here? You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like one of those things where you, you, you look back and you're like, you would never think to plan this unless you're just going for it. Unless if you do it, what, what, what's crazy is is that Cuba's history is very rich. You know, from the 1920s yeah. to 1950s, there was no Las Vegas. There was no Miami. Miami didn't even fucking exist, all right? It was just swamps. It was Cuba. Al Capone was in Cuba. The casinos were in Cuba. Rum was in Cuba. The music influence has influenced music worldwide. You know, back in the... If you listen to Cuban music from 1920s, you're like, what the fuck? They had mambo, rumba, cha-cha-cha. Again, they had the biggest casinos, nice hotels. They had everybody from around the world. Even today, when you go to the hotels, yeah. you have all three plugs. You have the European plug, the Asian plug, and the American plug because that's how much tourism yeah. it was getting. I was just watching. My girl just found um, a video that was so fucking cool. It was uh, it was fashion from the 1940s oh and 50s. Yeah. And it was all Prada and Balenciaga so and Louis Vuitton. And they were they were commenting that the only places in the world at that time that you can get this fashion was in Havana or in Paris. Yeah. And it was just fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. And, and the craziest part of all of it, we're speaking about a country that's only 90 miles away from the United States. And people don't even think about going there. Like, it, it's like they almost forgot that it even exists. Yeah, you think of you think about it as a as a history lesson, right? It's like Cuba is a, this communist this, country, this country that you can't go to. I don't I don't even know if you uh, the embargo is lifted again or not. If you can go there, but well, I, we have tickets for May, so and we're oh. flying from Florida. But yeah. uh, in 2016 and 17, that's they had true. You can go there. Yeah, yeah, because I was uh, I was on my I had a layover in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, to go to Columbia and right next door was, uh, was Havana. So Havana, yeah, yeah, I th yeah you, you can go there. But uh, when I went, um, that was before the embargo, and so I was in Mexico yeah, Obama City. Obama just had opened it up. Yeah, I think I was in Mexico City, and I was like, oh, I'm here for too long. You know, I got another two weeks. I'm like, let's let's go to Cuba. And my buddy's like, go. 
and he had a cheat sheet of like all the uh, all the things to, to do you know not the not the um the touristy cheat sheet it's all like what locals would do and so that's what i did and like i had a blast man so yeah it's it's, it's fucking it's it's an amazing place it's an amazing place and like i said it's just it's just so locked up in in time yeah that you actually just go there and experience the experience and nothing else there's, there's i would definitely recommend to anybody that wants to visit it before it gets you know populated, uh, populated or americanized capitalized, capitalized um, yeah yeah because it's 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 been like that since what the 60s right yeah so it's 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 interesting it's um, like they have 50s 50s early 60s so where would you want to go right now like if you had a ticket to go anywhere fuck any country city place um cuba really? cuba i i really enjoy cuba um just just the people out there the the friends the family everything is is pretty fucking amazing yeah um cuba would definitely be my my top three if not my one um fuck man i, I love dubai uh, I got to go back to Russia because I went to Moscow, but I didn't mm -hmm. go to St. Petersburg, and I heard St. Petersburg's just fucking popping, dude. <laughs> it's just beautiful, yeah. historical, like just their buildings and everything about it's awesome. Um, Switzerland, yeah, I think Switzerland would. I have plans to go there. I, I think I year. think it'd be Cuba and Switzerland. I think okay. I want to do Switzerland like very fucking Ride soon because I, I just see the fucking motorcycle riding. Yeah. The what do you call the fucking um. Uh, the triangle thing that you jump off the fucking mountains, the hang gliders, hang gliders, those fucking hang gliders. Oh, dude, I so would do that. Oh, fucking no. even the even the the wind suits, <laughs> bro. Like the squirrel suits, kind the of thing. squirrel suits. Oh, geez, that's just badass. Or the fucking, I seen videos of uh, they have like a little cart that you sit on and it's on a track and it goes down the fucking hill. Yeah. that looks badass. Like just all that adventure shit. Yeah, I, I think Switzerland is is definitely gonna be. I'm doing a Cuba trip soon. I I, I think it's uh, for my birthday. The whole May. family. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna do the whole family, and then um, and then I, I want to do a Switzerland trip, and then I'm actually talking to Rawhide, and they're gonna do the um, the U.S. Canadian border all mm -hmm. the way across. So I'm gonna be doing that. I haven't been to Canada, so that'd be a good little experience. Yeah, neither have I. I should just. And go it's so there. fucking close, okay. you know. And I hear great things about it, except for in the Same. winter. Like, don't. Same. Shit's cold as fuck. Yeah, I've never been there. Um, yeah, yeah. there's so many. Um, there's so many places I, I want to go this year. We have, I have um, Europe planned out for June. Um, traveling probably. Well, parts of four. Europe. Um, I'm going to be in Italy, uh, France, and London. But I want to check out, um, of course, Switzerland, because I have a buddy there that I was supposed to go meet up with him a couple years ago and bailed out because yeah. I was like over Europe. I was in Europe for like three, four weeks, and I was like, oh, I can't go to Europe. Can't go to Switzerland for another few days. I was over it, but um, Switzerland and um, what's that country? It's like Eastern European, where where everybody. It's like like the clubs are amazing. Uh, I'm not into techno. Amsterdam? But no. Um, uh, Czech. Czech, no. Czech Republic? No. Czech too. I would I would go there, but Germany I would I would definitely go to. Um, shout out to like the BMW folks, uh, the family. I would definitely go to you know Bavaria and, and Germany. Yeah, 
definitely do some Germany and do some BMW riding. See Nazis. Yeah. I'm kidding, Germany. I'm kidding. <laughs> BMW. All right. Forget it. <laughs> Hold We're on. Gonna I'm, I'm going to take yeah. a piss real quick. Yeah. Yeah? All right. As I was saying, fucking Nazis. Nazis. Did, did you know when you go to Argentina, did, did you, do you know the rumor about yeah. Argentina and there's, Nazis? There's and a lot of blue-eyed, blonde people there. Which makes you think, right? Well, no. The, well, the, the rumor is is that Hitler yeah. ran over there, and he's fucking living in in uh, in Argentina, or was living there in Argentina, yeah. you know. And yeah, the blue eyes and the blonde hair. So that's one of the reasons why I want to go there. And yeah, I have a good buddy that's that, that's from there, and he's like, "Zagamo, you gotta you gotta hang out with me. Like, you'll get into tr- to trouble, you know, with your lady." And this is before you know I was with you know with somebody. But uh, now, you know, uh, I'm not troubles your middle name. Dun, yeah, dun, 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 I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to take that opportunity and uh, hang out with them because uh, we met we met in France at the Wheels and Waves event. And he, he we had a booth and he was right next door. And, you know, they're all from Argentina. And there was a there was their first time and it was our first time. And so we, we kind of like bonded all that stuff. So. And, you know, we know a lot of the same people just because the moto community is kind of, you know, super small. But, um, yeah, Argentina, man, that's that's a fucking place that I want to go to. Yeah. You should come out. You should come out right out with us. I I do. If you can, you know, spare three months of your of your. Yeah, I don't know if I could do three months and (laughs) shit, but I could could definitely drop in. Yeah, I could definitely drop in the I'm trying you know the the whole podcast thing is, is is just I've had a big passion for motorcycles forever and ever and ever, and I've always rode. And you know what? Overall, overall, with all my experience, I've ridden a lot by myself. Yeah. And now the podcast is uh, to get more knowledge and more information. What's happening in the community? Reaching out, having these opportunities to sit down with you, uh, sit down with uh, you know comedians, uh, Roland. Um, you know, I, I just want to get more information, more knowledge. And now that I've been doing it, I'm just trying to jump into everything, you know? So two weeks ago, we were kind of talking about before we even started about the, um, the track day for, for Harley Davidson. Yeah. It was the first Harley Davidson only track day ever in the history of fucking track days. Mm -hmm. And it was a great experience. It was covered by a lot of media. They got some good video of me, which I was surprised because, uh, I told my girl good out there. Yeah, well, th- that that was a photographer. I'm waiting for the video. Once I get the video, it's <laughs> fucking amazing. I, I went out, and uh, when I was out there, I told my girl, like, hey, get, get videos, get shots, whatever you can do. Jim from my, my, my Garage Ventura was taking some pictures, too. And uh, when I got back, you know, I, I told my girl, I go, did you, did you get video? She was so fucking happy and, and smiling, so excited. And I go, what's wrong? You know, and like, what, what, what happened? And she's like... They were recording you. And I'm like, I go, what do you mean they were recording me? She's like, they were recording you. I was like, okay, but did you record me? She's like, no, they were recording you. And I go, what do you mean they were recording? And they recorded me for like five minutes. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about the fucking sports camera, the camera following me, passing yeah. up bikes yeah. and fucking for like literally five fucking minutes. So I just reached out to them and I, I have the recording of the recording, but I, I reached out to them. I said, guys, I'll fucking pay you. I want that OG <laughs> fucking thing. So, you know, that's something that I'm getting into now that I like a lot. Uh, you want to start racing baggers now? Bro, why not, They need man? it. They need it. They, they fucking need it. I, I'll tell you this, man. Um, Jim from My Garage Ventura, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm heading out. I want to take some videos and pictures of you real quick on the track, you know, you know, so you can have it. 
but I'm leaving right now. And I go, well, right now it's the experts, you know, it's the pros because it's pros, intermediate, beginner. I signed up for beginner. And they said, um, and he goes, well, just go out there. Who gives a fuck? You know, like yeah. it, it, it's attracting, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to fuck up the track for everybody else and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just fucking go out there. And anyways, the third time is like, I'll do it. So I, I shot out there and, you know, I was keeping up. And some of these bikes had bigger motors. Some of these bikes were higher suspension, better clearance, this, that, that. I was on that track. I felt fucking confident as fuck, especially after the first round. I didn't even know I can go around as many times as I wanted. I went around probably four or five times. I was like, I'll go back because I think I got to go back, right? But it was so comfortable that I was like, fuck, if I did the motor mods, if I did, you know, the the chain drive, if I fucking, you know, upgraded my rotors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera I think I'd tear it up. Yeah. You know, so I, that, that's how confident I was on that. And then with Rawhide, I went on a three-day adventure with them which I'll be releasing their podcast tomorrow, which when this one comes out was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit was amazing too. They they just focus on off-roading and yeah. it is fucking insane. Like you, you got to do rawhide at least once. You got once or twice cool. or three times. Like they literally go off shit that like they go off. We go on off-roading trails that off-roading vehicles get stuck in. And yeah. we're like passing them and going through mud and snow and fucking it, it was insane. It was a great experience. That program was a little different because it was the first time they did a leadership program and uh, and off roading. And the leadership program was they had this guy named David Knorr, mm-hmm. and he was like a, a business consultant. And this guy charges like twenty thousand dollars an hour to consult for corporate businesses. He was teaching us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from eight a.m. to twelve noon business how to strategize how to market how to evaluate your company how to pitch your company how to buy companies like it it was just there was nothing where i was like oh my god like i never knew this but it was kind of put back into perspective like i can really be managing my time more you know using absolutely using the computer using apps like upwork fiverr fucking getting an assistant marketing you know designs etc 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 so it was a great experience and then at 12 you hit lunch and then at one, we're off-roading fucking in the Santa Clarita fucking mountains, and you stay there. So it was a great experience. But the other classes that get into introduction and intermediate and advanced, I mean, I heard about fucking like 100 to 200-foot drops that you're just on your yep. BMW bike. You're like, what the fuck? Yep. There's the motorcycle teeter-tot where you're yep. going up and down. There's fucking you got to ride through a little lake. You got to run through a little river. Like he's got 20 acres out there. So that, that shit is like now I'm just trying to experience every fucking thing. Even yeah. though I've ridden through other countries, even though I've done some off-roading, I want to take that shit to the next level. So that's that's the goal for, for the future. It's more riding. Various Way more types riding. of riding. We're going to have yeah. to put this on hold for a second. Sorry about that. Um, we were talking about the whole Columbia thing and dark tourism, Netflix. The, the whole thing, and I know this is going to be so random for the listeners, but <laughs> the whole thing is is that, you know, the, the guy would, uh, I think his name was Popeye. Popeye, nice. you know, he killed over 100 plus people mm-hmm. and he served his time. Now he's released. Now he gives a tour of, you know, where he assassined and he has the old school radios and he has a friend that's like, hey, soy yo, Pablo, quiero que matas a estos maricas. And, you know, like fucking, like just the way they talk, it's a whole experience and it's a whole tourism thing. The thing is, is that 90% of assassinations in Colombia were done on motorcycle. Yeah, you know, I can so, believe that. So, so, you know, it was always a rider, and then there was somebody who was in the back, and that's what they would do. It was so bad that in 2010, 2011, when I was in Colombia, 
it was illegal for two men to be on a motorcycle. It was completely illegal. And I was actually at a cafe and there was two guys on a motorcycle. You don't understand how fucking tense the whole street and area was. Everybody was like, you know, getting under tables, fucking getting out of the way because they, they thought for sure there was going to be some fucking kind of shooting. Well, it's funny that you say that because all the motorcycle cops are two up. Motorcycle cops. But motorcycle did you cops. see anybody else two up? Um, I mean, we did a couple times, so it's, it's really I, I guess nothing, it's nothing. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, this yeah, was 10 plus years ago. Yeah. It was funny because all motorcycle cops had a, uh, a second cop, you know, uh, as bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Oh, I always wonder like, why is that? But I guess, uh, you know, well, let, let, I mean, if we get the, if we get this, the facts, right. Like everywhere in the world. Everybody rides bitch. You know, it's just yeah. in the U.S. Nuts to butts. Fuck that. You know, like, but like police officers, families, everybody yeah. fucking rides on a bike. Oh, yeah. And and so there's a big motorcycle community there in, in Colombia and everybody rides. Yeah. Like we were in the middle. Of the Everywhere. Everybody in South America rides. We're, like we're, that's yeah. We're in the middle of the jungle and like this 10 year old was ripping it up, on, you know, on this like, you know, <laughs> stone and like rock and like non-pavement uh, road. Right. He was just like, eat, like nothing, you know, no helmet, no, no shoes, nothing. And he was just like easy. Yeah. Flip flops or flip no flops. shoes, fucking zero fucks given. And then mm. they, they, India, same thing. A yeah. lot of scooters, a lot of motorcycles, certain parts of China, same thing. Um, Asia it, is like that. You'll have like a whole family with like their dog. India, man. India. I saw five people on a motorcycle. There was five people on a motorcycle. There was the dad. There was his like. Four or five year old in front of him. There was the wife in the back holding a baby, another kid behind the mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. literally. And this was normal. This wasn't yeah. like one. This was like one, two, three, four, five within every hour. Yeah. You know, I, it's it's a norm. But that's cool, man. If you did that, you know, I mean, again, we were talking about this before we jumped on and started recording again. But if you did that, I don't know if you want to make it public, that that would be fucking outstanding. Yeah. We, so, you know, we're, we're doing this uh, treatment for hopefully Netflix that's uh, we're going to capture and like do like this kind of, you know, um, like Anthony Bourdain kind of style where it's like motorcycle guys on motorcycles living for adventure, um, experiencing different cultures around the world. Um, hopefully, it hopefully gets picked up soon, but uh, it's it's exciting. It's like one of those you know, business ventures I'm, I'm in, um, you know, I definitely put a lot of different, uh, a lot of my eggs in different baskets and, um, that's what keeps me doing what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's exciting for me. No, that that's, uh, are you familiar with Robert Kawasaki? Uh, I think it's Robert Kawasaki. I'm not sure. What? He's, he's a motivational speaker slash business advisor slash, mm -hmm. you know, slash, 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 slash. And he talked about, you know, that in, you know, back in the days, you learn one profession, you go to school, you, you graduate, you get a job in it, you make a career out of it. That doesn't apply now. And this was a video from like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Right now, you have to put your eggs in different baskets and just yep. kind of like, you know, I'm going to plant a seed here. He's describing the seeds. I'm going to put a seed here. I'm going to put a seed here. I'm going to put a seed here. And he mentioned Apple. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines that, when Apple came out, you know, and then that whole Steve Jobs was gone, you know, they kicked them out. Apple, the only reason they were floating is because they started messing around with, um, you know, uh, the Apple version of Word or Excel. I think it's Pages. Yeah. Um, 
what's the other one? Anyways, it, the the, the Microsoft Office, yeah. Apple had their own office. Yeah. And their office actually kept them afloat during those years that, you know, Steve Jobs wasn't around. And they never imagined that. They thought it was going to be Macintosh and the Apple, and this is what they created. And that's what kept them afloat. That's what made them money. And that's why they succeeded. And then when Steve Jobs came, that's when it went to the next level. And, right. and people don't understand is they want to invest just in one thing. They want to only do one direction, not realizing that you should have, you know, op- you should be open to yeah. different things and different experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you don't, you don't know what the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. It's, and it's okay to fail. Like, fuck. Like I failed so many times in different, you know, ventures and why does business. it fuck us up so much? What? Why does it fuck us up so much when we fail? Because you, you think of others and you think of opinions of others you think like, well, you know, I'm going to look like a fool because, you know, I'm doing this and it failed and all, everyone's going to make fun of me. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Because they're not doing it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not challenging themselves. They're not, you know, putting themselves out there. And they have that, they have that room to, to kind of criticize you, but you're, you're, you're actually better off doing what you're doing now because you're 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 trying to you're trying to better yourself as someone who's like nine to five who's who's got it safe and who can comment on you know anything you do wrong and think they're you know they're they're high above you it's like who gives a shit i i like critic i honestly like criticism because it it motivates me to do better you know um i think but what, but what do you think is the point where a person like you likes it and you do better and another person takes it and it just destroys them? I don't know. Will? Because, I mean, you know, let's say you get fired from a job, right? Some people get demolished. Do you become homeless? Do you just give up on life and you just kind of like say, hey, I tried it and it wasn't for me and I failed and this is where I'm at and you, you make excuses for yourself? Or you you keep moving. Like I've got, I've gotten fired for a, a lot of things in corporate world because I just wasn't fit for it. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, the the square peg that just fit into the mold of that kind of like you know, um, uh, style where you just obey, you just yeah. do your job, you check in, you clock out, and you're good to go. Right. I wasn't that person. You know, even though I, I was good at my job, I was always boisterous. I was always just inquisitive and I was just, you know, challenged a lot of things that my bosses did because I thought it was asinine. I thought it was like, you know, you don't know better. You don't you don't know more than I do. You think just because your your status is higher than me doesn't doesn't mean I'm less, less than you, less than you. And so, you know, I would always get. I would always have conflict within that kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like that, those jaws where I wasn't liked at the end because I asked too much, right? I try to do th- certain things above my pay grade. Right. And I realized I'm like, why the fuck am I trying to be corporate where I could just be something else and do, do my job and still get paid the same way, same amount, or if not better. And have more freedom. And have more freedom. You know, like I, I don't have to clock in. I don't have to have a, a a nine to five and schmooze with other, you know, 
other uh, employees. Just or people you don't even want to deal with. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I, I really don't care. Like you know, their their day to day basis. Like it's just it's like that that movie Office Space. Yeah. Or it's just like I'm I'm so over the whole uh, lingo of like corporate world, right? Especially as motorcyclists, you you, you tend to be off the cuff, you tend to be a little bit more rebellious with things and you question things and you should, you should, um, look into that. You should look into that kind of like that voice that's, you know, that's in you where it's telling you to, to just let loose Yeah, because you, you're on two wheels. You're, you're, you want to be a little bit more. And at, at, especially at this time and age, it's like, you can do a lot of things and make money different ways. No, it's not like you're just doing it. It's not your dad's, uh, you know, pension that you're you're hoping for after 25 years. Right. You know, my dad did it and he looks at me and he's like, wait, you're going to Columbia? He's like, is it safe? And it's like, how about money? How about this? And I look at him and I was like, dad, uh, it's taken care of. <laughs> and he looks at me, he's like, you know, I can see in his face, like, uh, I can see that he's saying, fuck you. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, why Sometimes the you're hell? Like, no, fuck you. It's like, why the <laughs> hell did I not, not not figure this out? You know, thirty years ago. And well, it, it's just it's just because you have a system that's brainwashing people. Yeah. Consistently. What's funny is is uh, this happened with my older brother, where he just had a job. It paid him okay. Yeah. And he fucking hated it, man. And for years, I'm talking about for years, I told him, quit. Quit, quit, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. I can't, I'll lose my Is house. This the animal picture this. guy? No, 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 no. That's that's Neither? my that's my best best friend. That's okay. a, that he's he's I mean, that guy Cash is more my brother than my own family. Like yeah. fucking I, I love Cash. Cash is the best guy in the whole fucking planet. But no, this is my my actual brother. And uh, you know, I told him for so many years, just quit, 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 quit. And he and he wouldn't fucking do it. And one day, you know, I, f- I forgot what happened. He fucked up his ankle or something happened and they ended up suspending him and then they ended up firing him. And he was devastated because he was at the, at this point, it was 16 years or something like that that he worked for this fucking company. Yeah. And they fucking, you know, they just cut him off. Scarred him like nothing. Like nothing. And then the, and one of the reasons is, that I forgot what the suspension was for, but one of the reasons was is that he's been here the longest. He's at the highest pay grade we can replace them with somebody and pay them a lot cheaper. That, that was the whole like yeah. outcome of it. And I've never seen him happier. You know, the first two months he was like, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose everything. It's all over. My life is over. And today he has more time for himself and his family. And he travels. his wife's from Colombia. He travels to Colombia every three months and he's, he's living his life now. Now he's fucking, he's happier than ever. And I'm like, bro, you could have done this. Fucking 16 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Right. The only difference is you're doing it now, and, and God bless, and I'm happy for you. But how many years did you fucking lose? Yeah. How much time? And what if they didn't fire you? You know, what if they would have kept you? Well, maybe he just needed that time. I mean, it's better to do it now than never do it at all. You know, there's there's going to be those, like my dad, where, you know, he, he went through because my dad's a peace officer. He, he retired 25 years, you know, after 25 years and he's got the pension, he's got the insurance and he's, he's getting this monthly income and re- with retirement, but he's not happy. 
He thought he That's could not be enough. He could provide for his family, which he did. He worked his ass off, but he was never happy for himself. And he, you know, early on when I was a kid, he wanted to start his own business, and um, a lot of our family members told him it's crazy, and he followed that like that suggestion. So he never did it, and and like I I always like I look up to my dad, a hundred percent. He's he's my father figure. He's he's done everything he could for a family, for our family, but he was never happy for himself, and I've never wanted to be that person where I provide for uh, I I can provide for my family, but not be successful in my own heart. Right. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fear in that where it's like, you want to be, you want to, you want people and your family members to be happy for you, for, for you, but you're not happy for yourself. Right. right? Because they think this is what you need to be successful. And this is what you need to be happy. But in, in truth, you, you don't want that path. Yeah. Right? You want something else and it's riskier. It's, it's, there's no, there's no, you know, certainty about it. But at the same time, that journey that'll take you, that's to you, that's enrichment. That's, that's, that's fulfillment to you. Whether you make it or not, at least you're doing something that you want to do. Yeah. So there, there was a, there was a movie I watched on Netflix last night and it was a, it was, it was filmed in India. I, I, fuck, man, I can't remember the name of it, but it was so... It's brand new. It just got released. It's a okay. 2021 release. But there, there's such a twist of, of you know, you thinking this is your destiny, you know, like fall in this rat race, you know, get in a relationship, provide for your family, stuff that. This kid kind of breaks away from it, and I'm telling you, the movie's fucked up in many ways. I gotta watch it. But it's... But it's interesting. It's okay. interesting when you see somebody break. They all—it's called White Tiger. White Tiger. That's what it's called. All right. Because he was the White Tiger, and the White Tiger only comes like every fucking fifty years. You know, you yeah. find you see a White Tiger that breaks out of shit once out of every fifty years or something like that. And this guy, this kid, breaks out of it, and it's so fucking interesting because the mindset—I won't tell you anything about the movie other than what you see in the trailers—but yeah. the mindset was, you know, I—I I, I live in the bottom at the bottom of the bottom. My goal in life is to find a master and be the servant. Mm-hmm. You know, that like that's that's kind of like the basis, but then it gets fucking complicated. <laughs> Mind you, blown. You yeah, I'll it watch it while I'm uh, I'm on flight back to Austin. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, download it on your fucking thing. Yeah. We're at two hours, bro. Um, what? Yeah, we haven't even like scratched the surface. There's so much. I know we got to do part two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> What, what, what do you, what is the goal? What, what are you doing in the next year? Uh, by the end of this year? Yeah. I have too many places to, to travel to that. I'm actually feel like I can't do it all. Um, so Pakistan next month. Um, you're leaving tomorrow, right? Somewhere. I'm, I'm leaving back to Austin. I haven't been back home for like over a month now. Um, I'm going to be in Austin tomorrow. Um, and then I, what, Pakistan a couple weeks and what are you doing in Pakistan? My business. So I have a supplier there that's, yeah, we have a business part. The leather, leather gloves, like leather gloves, jackets and all that good stuff. Uh, that's going to like propel the, uh, the Amazon business. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure out the drop ship kind of like things where, you know, it's so you, someone orders from Amazon, they, they get drop shipped directly from Pakistan 
strictly to wherever they are in the United States. And so... Or throughout the world. Yeah, throughout the world. So they have that. I have that. What is it? Where are we? February now? March? Something like that. February. March, April. Yeah. And then April, yeah. I April, I'm going to be going to Philippines. Uh, I know they have a, this whole... Co- I was supposed to go to the Philippines in January. Um, I have some connections there that I'm doing business with. Um, and then my family business that, that I'm trying to push push through uh there april may june may june it's gonna be italy italy europe all that good stuff yeah and then back to columbia where uh hopefully yeah we get married married (laughs) (laughs) isn't that fucking crazy like yeah i don't know that's fucking insane man i yeah i i've only met her like a few times and i'm like that's it dude See what's interesting about that is is uh, you know again my my friend Cash, best friend for years and years and years. And at the same time, she doesn't know it that I'm gonna marry. Her. Right. <laughs> my buddy Cash is in a similar boat where he met a, a beautiful, smart, intellectual, nice girl. She's from Argentina, and he met her in Playa del Carmen, and he's already fallen in love like three times. But this is the one. This is the one. And I go, bro, like Cash, be careful, man, because like ninety nine percent. Of, of the time you're not gonna f- you're not gonna find your loved one in a in a vacation area you know it would be different if you were like in the south of France yeah it would be different like if you were in the south of France in a village and you met a girl in the south of France at that village and and you picked her up and you brought her back to the United States and you got married that's different kind of like what you're even saying because you're even saying like oh I met this girl from Colombia and she's classy and this that that, that. But he right now he's got a girl from Argentina that he met in a vacation place. I, I just I, I don't know. I have a tough time seeing if it works. But then again, you nobody you fucking know knows. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like I it's it's in the eyes, right? It's it's a conversation. It's it's like the simple gestures that you you kind of pick up on. And it's like you know, I, I just got over this long term relationship, and I thought that was going to be it, the one, the one. And there was so many. Um, there's so many like uh, red lights and signs. That it's like eh, maybe, maybe not. And so you just weren't weren't sure. But sometimes you kind of like just feel it with your gut, and you, you just go for it. So who knows? Yeah, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Trust me, I've been wrong on this many fucking times. What's funny is he told me. Um, he told me. He goes, this girl's so fucking cool. And I go, yeah, he's the best. And I go, really? And he goes, absolute, there's nothing better. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah, look how cool she is. She said, we should do a threesome with another hot bitch. (laughs) And I go, bro, let me tell you something. Intellectual bitches say that, sorry, intellectual women (laughs) say that kind of shit all the fucking time. It goes both ways. And you have to act on it now. Because the reason they're saying it is because they're trying to be cool. Yeah. But realistically, they don't want to do it. No, and then all of a sudden, you're in a serious you. relationship two years later. And then you're like, hey, what about that threesome? And how dare you, you fucking pig? <laughs> you know, then exactly. you got to jump on that like quick. Yeah. But does he does he really want that? Does he, I mean, I've that, been, that's a good I'm question. I'm in threesomes all the really, time. Yeah. Not all the time, but that's I've such a weird statement. It's never <laughs> it's never that picturesque where it's like, oh, hey, it's your turn. It's my turn. It's like, no, it's it's a fucking hot mess when, when it comes to threesomes. And we can go into that later on. But uh, part three. I know. 
threesomes yeah. are hard. It's like you got to be a porno star, which I've so enjoyed. Or a bunch of Molly and fucking Coke and you're good and drinks. Done. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought about going to Japan and doing like a bukkake kind of bullshit where it's the like. The fuck's bukkake? Bukkake is where a woman takes all your load like by like a bunch of guys and just. A woman your takes face. your load of a bunch of guys. I don't understand. So a guy just comes all over your face, right? Right. To the girl. Like multiple guys and just like, yeah, just on one showers girl. you on. Like a gangbang. That's a gangbang. Uh, yeah, bukkake. but they call it bukkake. I didn't know yeah. Japanese were that freaky. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. J- Japan is like the freak. Because they're so. I thought Filipinos were the freakiest. We are. We are freaky. We are freaky, but. Um, we do in a very sentimental way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But Japan is, I, I feel like, because, you know, I don't know if you've been to Japan or not. It, not it's yet. like they're super repressed. And so when they go all out, they have the freedom to just be themselves. And I feel like uh, the porn world, you know, I segment to another world of mine before, you know, being married and all that. I was in that world too. You know, the whole the escorts. World. I was never in porn. <laughs> Let's get that straight. But I was in that world where just shit happens and like you learn about all these people and it's, it's suppressing at the same time. I would never recommend being in porn because yeah, you, pe- girls will say it's 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 a lifestyle, but at the same time they're after the whole, you know, glamour and glitz runs out, you're yeah. left with yourself and then you figure out like dealing with Fuck, all the I was fucking just, demons yeah, and I was just, shit. You know, I was just taken advantage of. But at the same time, like, the Jap- Japanese are super repressed where they want they want to be themselves. And, like, the Japanese porn is, like, is 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 uh, dwindling with male, male actors, I guess. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm performers. Yeah. yeah, so they're looking for male performers. And I'm like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that. I, I would have guessed Koreans would have been the craziest ones. Same. I think so. You think Koreans? Are, yeah, Koreans definitely got to be up there. I mean, I've never had so many lady boys. That, that's, uh, I got a good friend of mine. He, he, he was in the Marines and he did a lot of traveling. And uh, he told me he went to Thailand. He says it was fucking hell. It yeah. was hell. Like it was, and, and this is like super perverted friend of mine. Like he loves fucking action and everything. And he was like, I went to Thailand, Robert, and it was hell. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, you see like fucking six, four American dudes in their 60s, 70s with nine-year-old kids and shit like that. And I was like, whoa, that's fucking yeah. insane. Same thing in India. India, India too? I didn't horrible. see that. Well, I didn't horrible. go to those districts either. Yeah. So I did a mission trip years ago. It's like, it's <laughs> what all part about, of uh, India? Fuck. Uh, I can't even remember right now. But uh, Bangkok. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just but sounds appropriate. Yeah. It's, it's you know, or the whole slavery, uh, you know, the, the kind of like the prostitution thing. It's it's all over the world. You know, you can go to like Irvine and find that. Yeah. Didn't they bust like a fucking truck with like a bunch of sex slave girls inside? And like it's 50 crazy, or 100. It's, it's a whole dark world. Whatever happened. Um, uh, what's her name? Maxwell. Maxwell. Fucking um, Epstein's assistant. Maxwell. So she they, they arrested her and the rumor had it that the backup agenda for this political, you know, Trump Biden thing was uh 
if Biden wins, he would pardon Maxwell and then Maxwell would rat out, you know, the right side or the red side. Jesus. And if Trump wins, he would pardon Maxwell and then she would rat out the, the blue Upside, side. But yeah. nobody's been talking about her. And she basically kept the books of everything Epstein did. Yeah. You know. I don't deny it. Yeah. We got a lot of dark, you know, dark side in, in our government for sure. For, and then and this has been historical for years and years in our government, all governments and all governments, they all, they all play together, both, you know, so whether you're a Biden fan or a Trump fan, like they're all working together. Yeah. You know, you yeah, should people know don't see that. Right. People don't see that. They, they don't, they don't, they think it's so divided, but it's not, not it, really. it's just in the front. They're dividing everybody up. Yeah. It's like, they'll find any way to divide the country up, you know, so the public doesn't unite. But they unite. Yeah, because the government's controlling us. Yeah. And, you know, going into the deep state kind of like, you know, um, that that kind of world, like the, the aluminum foil, you know, headpieces kind of guys where they talk about that. And the, they'll, they'll shut it down be just because the, the masses won't want you to know that. They, they don't want you to wake up. Yeah. They distract us and everything and everything like what we were talking about earlier, the, the purchasing of motorcycles, cars, getting in debt. It's all distractions, you know, like here, here's credit here, buy this, buy that, get distracted with your own fucking shit, stay in your fucking home. And that's more dollars to, to keep you by and buy your shit and be happy. We we, we know you're going to buy whatever. We don't want you you to know what we're doing. You know, the, the backside of it. So yeah, it's fucking dark. Till next episode. Till next episode. Mark, thanks for coming, brother. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you.